This podcast is powered by The Plug. Mm, damn, Q. Baby, you did that. What up, what up, what up, man? It's your boy, Shy. Shy versus everybody podcast. Voice of Detroit. Motherfucking podcast MVP in this motherfucker, man. Shot vs. A Bike Podcast, episode 169. Man, we got a legend in the building, man. Ain't no introduction really needed, but he a husband, he a father, he an actor, a rapper, and an OG, man. Detroit rap legend. We got Big Hurt in the building. What's good what with up, you, bro? Dog? What up, What's dog? going on with you? <clears throat> same old, man. Working, staying busy, and staying out the way at the same time. For sure, man. Hey, I mean, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. For real, for real. Because a lot of times, you know, you ask people with a big name to come on a small platform, even though it's a big platform. But, uh, you know, they give you a hard time, man. They really don't want to fuck with it because they don't know, you know what I'm saying, what you're about. So I appreciate you coming on and showing love, man. Yeah, much love. Now, uh, we start everything off with a salute me while I'm here. A lot of times we wait for people to pass away, to give them their flowers, you know what I'm saying, write that long-ass Facebook post about how we love him and her. But... It can't be the easy answer. It can't be your wife. It can't be your kids. It can't be, you know what I'm saying, those people around you in your close circle. It got to be somebody outside that circle that wouldn't, you know what I'm saying, expect the flowers. So you got somebody you want to go ahead and shoot some love to? Oh, shit. There's a lot of people I can say that to. I don't want to exclude nobody. Shit. I'm saying, <laughs> I mean, my phone get that <laughs> I mean, you know, my family who I fuck with, man. I really don't, I mean, outside that. I got so many friends you got that I love, but I don't want to just say them like that. They don't give a fuck about me. <laughs> yeah, for sure, to my hood, man. <laughs> to flowers to the hood, man. We right. drove for life. Man. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Shout out to the hood, man. I ain't got no... I'm going to show love to... Uh, man, I ain't show love to this dude uh, already, but I'm going to show him love again because he in the basement, man. Shout out to uh, my dog, Verdi, man. He got a uh, movie, you know what I'm saying, just premiered last weekend. Sorry I couldn't make it, dog. You know what I'm saying? The send-off. And... uh. I wish he'd come back and rap, man, but maybe we'd, you know what I'm saying, give him the rap one day, man. But uh, salute to uh, my dog, Verdict, Sean Whitfield, you know what I'm saying? It was good, man. But uh, before I get to everything, man, it's a lot of times, we as rappers, we don't talk about relationships and stuff, man. You being a, you know what I'm saying, a father, you being a husband, man. Talk about just, you know what I'm saying, how it is, you know, being a husband long term and, you know what I'm saying, what, what, what did you do to hold that down, man? Make sure, you know what I'm saying, nothing ever get in between that, that, that bond. Well, you know, it's a team effort on that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It ain't really about me making shows. It's us making shows. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just like anybody else. ups and downs. For sure. It's perfect. So, you know, if it's worth staying together and making it work, we're going to make it work. For sure. You know what I mean? As far as my family, i always been family-oriented. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we always been like that. Close, you know, close-knit. Mm -hmm. And, you know... We just routine work, make the dream work. For sure, no facts. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I'm a I'm a young dude who married in the game, man. So you know what I'm saying. A lot of times. No, congratulations. Oh yeah, for Ain't sure. Three, wrong with yeah, three years, three years, man. Once you find that right one, that's the key. Yeah, the right one. For sure. You know, well, niggas married for different reasons. <laughs> they married for the right one. You can no. always hit it, hit a chick, and talk to chicks. But when you marry one, gotta really mean something. For sure. Man. What What was it early on? What was it that you like? That's the right one, like. I can't let that go at all. I can't lose that. Well, you know, early when I was kicking it, actually, when I first met my wife, we was arguing. <laughs> yeah, talk <clears> about that. Real talk, because uh, my man Clay, rest in peace, he passed okay. years back. He used to go with her sister. Okay. This is back when we was young niggas, man. We riding the stolen caddies. We over in the stolen car. <laughs> he go over there and holler at her, her sister. She come out like, because it was me, him, a couple other niggas in some cars. Everybody riding around stolen cars. For sure. <clears throat> So she come out like, who's all these niggas over here? I'm like, who is your mama? <laughs> this is exactly what we said, bro. Yeah. She's like, who's all these niggas? I'm like, who is your mama? 
Okay, we got to argue this through, you know, man. We ended up talking and just changed the number and been together 35 years since. Man, congrats on that, dog. 35 years. That's crazy, I met, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, that's, that's what's up, dog. That's what's up. For real, for real. Yeah, because I got me and my uh, producer were just talking about that before you came in with, uh, with a friend of mine. And I like, you know, saying that clock is running down for him, but he feel like it. So he's trying to rush love. And we like, dog, you can't rush it. Gotta no, nah, I got to be organic, bro. That ain't nothing you really just put a clock on. Women do that a lot, too. They get to wearing how old they get. <laughs> Men don't be as much. That's kind of more of a woman. They want to get <laughs> no, married, sure. put the dress on. And yeah. We, you know, we want to do it, too. We meet the right one. But that's like almost something they've been taught from, from since a kid. For sure. Women. Find a husband and get married. And kids, whatever. But. <clears throat> Got to be right first and foremost over everything. No, for Only sure. Wasting your time. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Shout out to Lil Hurt, man. I see he, uh, you know, saying he got young he got married. Yeah, young Hurt. I'm sorry. Yeah, he just Hurt. got married. Uh, what last year? Uh, no, nah, this year. This got year? married in uh, April. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. We yeah. didn't even know. <laughs> real, real talk, bro. Yeah. And then he just put a video up. And he's like, damn. He came, bro. That's to us first. Like, I'm going to show y'all a video. They got an album out. So I'm thinking he done shot a video. <laughs> I'm like, let me see it. I'm looking at it. Oh, he's silly. He's doing some silly comedy. Look like <laughs> Jerome on Snowfall in the beginning. He got the Jerry Curl fro. <clears throat> but it was a play on. It was it was meaning all the shit. So at the end, once it got toward the end, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Little shit started popping into the. I'm like, wait a minute. Did y'all? That's when we all knew, man. My daughter's name was screaming and crying. The wife was crying. It was a hell of a moment, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we didn't expect. He never said nothing. They've been married since April, bro. We just saw that shit at the beginning of July. <laughs> Damn. You just found that. So right? they coming over, hiding their rings and all that when they came over. Not letting us know nothing. They had a lope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, shit was crazy, but it was a hell of a moment. It was a, uh, a beautiful moment, man. For sure. Heck yeah, heck yeah. But yeah, yeah, be on her head tired tonight, man. Yeah, you know she a good one too. So for sure, that's 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 hey, at the end of the day, that's what you need a good one that's gonna have your back too. Cause yeah. a lot of times we we give it these women, not knowing like they was for a certain reason. Then when hard times get to kicking in, oh yeah, that's the thing is take a test, man. You got to go through tests and trials to really know what you got. Mm -hmm. You know she went to Africa with him and everything. The great married man, so they went through a lot of different stuff, seen stuff a lot of people ain't never only see for sure not together. For you know what I mean? So. And she a good one from what I've seen. I love her to death. Sweet, sweet girl, man. So oh, yeah, for sure. She did the right thing. For sure, yeah. Shout out to love, man. Shout out to love. Love is in the air, y'all. <laughs> but, uh, man, it's halfway. We more than halfway through the year, man. How have your year been, 2023? How has it been for you? And did you have any goals coming into the new year that you wanted to go ahead and accomplish? Well, we wanted to work on this new project, so we basically done with that. Um, just doing some little tweaking here and there, and a couple of things, and that's going to be out soon, so... Mm -hmm. Um, other than that, I just take it day by day, man. I, you know, the movie thing, of course, I'm getting back into that now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we just a shot Project 313, the remake. For sure. So we just did finish that one up with um, the staff from here and some of the staff from Cali. Mm -hmm. And uh, just staying busy, man. Documentary, like I was just telling y'all, working on that. Mm -hmm. uh, videos, helping my son, supporting them. For sure. Taking care of, you know, shit at, at the crib. Yeah, yeah. You know, me and a wife, you know, still doing that. Got grandkids and shit. Yeah, granddad. A lot of shit going on, <laughs> no, Papa. Yeah, no for sure. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, see, that's, that's the thing. Shit. Oh, you said, yeah, that's out the window. Huh? I'm in the rocking chair, yeah, I'll be granddad. I'm like, nah, I'm Papa. Hey, he's still out here. She nana. <laughs> for sure, hell yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> what he is. No. You, they came right now. You say, hey, Papa, that's what they, that's what he is. For sure, hell yeah. But it's love, bro, I tell you. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Now, dog. You know what I'm saying? With with you and um with you saying you get to the acting and stuff like that, have you ever thought about you know a a, a series on your life? 
Because, you know, we got BMF, you know what I'm saying? Have you ever thought about somebody shooting something on your come up in the Detroit rap game? You know, that's kind of like what the documentary is. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So that's basically that. It just ain't a show. Like, you know, uh, uh, see episode one, episode two, it's going to be, you're going to see what's going on, how it started, and a lot of my accolades, a lot of shit I did, niggas might not even know, some may know. Mm-hmm. So that's what the documentary is for to me, more so than the movie, because then you get to really see me. It ain't nobody acting, trying to play me, or I, you know what I mean? It's a documentary, so mm-hmm. that's footage as raw as it get, you know what I'm saying? So I really never thought about doing no story like that as far as on my life, but yeah. I wrote some stuff myself that we working on in the future. Okay, okay. And I don't get too far into that. <clears throat> right now, I'm still in um, you know, preliminary stages or whatnot, but yeah, I got a lot of stuff I done wrote myself. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that I do a lot of writing myself, just ain't put it out yet. Yeah. So um, that's coming, and you know, just staying busy. But yeah, I definitely love film. I done did a few movies though. This mm-hmm. ain't our first rodeo, nothing. Yeah. We did the Project Three One Three. We was kind of like some of the first people doing these Detroit movies. Some of them, I ain't saying no first, first, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's writing the thick of that. We did our shit like in 06, mm-hmm. 05, You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then I did Five K One with Clifton Powell, AJ Johnson. For sure, no, yeah. Help him off in there. Um, Forty the Great and me and a few other people. Mateen Cleese, he executive produced it. He was in there for a minute, did a cameo. So I did a few movies. That was with Donnie Armstrong, two shot to Donnie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, some other couple of other ones too. And I did a couple cameos. And um, uh, what was that one with um, Murder Pain? The one the first ones they did, 211. Yeah, I, yeah, I was in good. that. We were shooting that vessel in the projects or something. He had me doing that. <laughs> For so, sure. I mean, you know, I done did some stuff, but we just, and I did Still on My Block. Mm-hmm. Then I forgot my bad on that, Still on My Block with Coco Brown. I don't know if y'all know who Coco Brown yep, is. Yeah, we in that with her and uh, Gravy, Jamal Wooler, that yep, be in a lot yep, of the TV sure. movies. Yeah, he be down here a lot, yeah. <clears throat> and, um, you know, so yeah, I've been doing stuff, but I've been taking these long, like, hiatuses in between. Mm-hmm. And now we finished our just doing different stuff, and I want to show my range. Yeah, I was going to ask, like... 313 movie, the first one, I was gangster street shit, and mm-hmm. 5K1, same way. And this one we just did, I'm a sergeant. Okay. So, you know, you'll see, you know what I mean? It's yeah. different. Now, as a, as an actor, when, the, you know what I'm saying, you're getting these, uh, these roles and stuff, are you, like, like make make sure you take the right role? Are you, like, you know what I'm saying, do you want something different? Like you said, you want to go ahead and show your range. Are you looking for different roles? Like, how you approach a role when somebody give you something, you know what I'm saying, to be in a movie? Yeah, I definitely like challenges and playing mm-hmm. different roles, but some stuff just off limits yeah. um, with me. No, for sure, fast. We ain't putting on no dresses, we ain't putting on <laughs> that kind of shit. No, I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's people that'll do that. Go ahead and knock yourself out, but I definitely want to do different stuff, but there's limits to certain stuff, too, that, I'm, that I would do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. No, for sure. Now, you know, I usually on this show, I have a lot of people that's on the come up. You know what I'm saying? So it's easy to ask this question. You a vet. But I want to know, like, is it still something that you look at within yourself that you need to work on that, you know what I'm saying, that may be holding you back? Because it's easy to ask somebody to come up, like, you know what I'm saying, I'm fucking up in this area, that area. But you being a vet, I want to hear from you, like, what's something that you still feel like you, that's challenging you that you need to go ahead and, you know, get over? In what aspect? Music? I it could be life either or, you know what I'm saying? It could, be, it could be life in general. It could be music. You know what I'm saying? What's something that you still feel like? It may be holding you back, or whatever that you need to work on. I don't on. think nothing holding me back. It's just a matter of what I want to do. A mm-hmm. lot of times, I just I'm cautious about how I move. I don't just jump on everything and anything. And 
you know, I got another life outside of this stuff, man. You know mm. what I'm saying? I'm a caregiver for my mother who got dementia. There's mm. a lot of shit going on. Lincoln's don't be knowing that behind the scenes. Yeah. They think we just hang and party and pop bottles and all that. No, I'm at home making sure my mama good. You know, had strokes and all kind of shit. Yeah. So when I ain't doing that, most of the time with my family, my wife, kids, chilling or I'm recording or working on something. And taking care of my old girl, man, who been living with me for like 15 years, who's been her caregiver. Mm -hmm. So, I ain't nothing holding me back. I just yeah. got a lot of hats I got to wear. Sometimes you don't have time to do some of the stuff you want to do. You got to put it on the back burner. Mm -hmm. As far as music, that's like riding a bike, bro. I've been doing this 30 years. I ain't nothing to, ain't nothing to learn on that. No for more. sure. Now, how's that some stuff I just won't even do that niggas be out there doing. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. I can bet. I'm an older cat, and I, some of that ain't appealing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, you know what I'm saying? I got family that's, that's going through what your mom going through. How is that How is that challenge for you? Like, you know, you know seeing your mom, you know, change uh, you know, change in front of you and stuff like that. Like, how how was that for you dealing with that? No, you gotta deal with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's my mama, so I'm I'm there to the end. Oh no, you know for sure. Mean? But yeah, it get tough, bro. When you see somebody from how they was to how they be in, how they becoming, mm -hmm. it ain't easy. You know, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. your mama. Niggas love their mama. You love your daddy too. But your mama, that's mama. You know no, for saying? sure. <clears throat> so you know, it's get tough sometimes, man. It's been rough, been a long ride. Mm -hmm. But you know, I take one day at a time. I don't get too much. On my plate with it, I just, one day, if it's a good day, good. We had a good day today. Mm -hmm. And I keep going from there. Me and my wife, I give her a big salute, too. That's why I say it's about who you marry, too. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of chicks with a bail, the shit we had to deal with, bro. My mother, bro. That's her mother-in-law. This mm -hmm. ain't her biological mother. Yeah. I got a sister. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is my wife's mother-in-law. So it ain't like she obligated to have to do a lot of shit that we had to do. Mm -hmm. When it comes to changing her and this and that and babying and this and that, just getting shit up that she done fucked up. And, yeah. And she's been doing this with me for 15 years. Yeah. So, you know, that outside of that, you know, I still do what I've been doing. Shows, music, mm -hmm. fuck up my sons, you know, grandkids. Just trying to enjoy life, too, at the same time. Sometimes you get too busy with doing all this stuff. And you don't even enjoy life, and it ain't promise, bro. Whether mm -hmm. you're rich, whether you're not rich, enjoy life, too. Take some time out for yourself, man. No, fast, fast. You know what I mean? Enjoy life, because the way we live in our days, man, it ain't guaranteed, bro. No, not at all, so, not at all, man. You definitely got to enjoy life. You definitely got to, you know what I'm saying, live for every day. But, man, you know, I wanted to talk to you about something, man. When I, when I, my introduction to rap, I had five people that was important to my introduction to rap, man. And you, you want to, um, I'm going to tell you why. First person was MC Hammer. You know what I'm saying? As a, as a six-year-old, five-year-old, MC Hammer was like everything for me. You feel me? I'm like, dog, who is this dude? This nigga is hard. You know what I'm saying? Second, it was Tupac. The reason why it was Tupac, because that's the only rapper that my dad was listening to. Everything else was like Temptations, you know, mm -hmm. Bob Marley, shit like that. So Tupac, I kind of like gravitated towards Tupac just because of my parents. Then it was going, it was Juvenile, 400 Degrees album. I was uh, eighth or ninth grade. I'm like, dog, what the fuck is this? Like, you know what I'm saying? It was something new, so it mm -hmm. made me... It made me want to go ahead and listen and go back and everything on everything I missed. At that it was Project Pat. I'm like, no. Project Pat, huh? Yeah, so I'm like, what? That, the? That was a different it, it, choice. Was, it was Getty Green. <clears throat> we was on our way. We was going to Gross Point North. My first two years, my brother played this shit. I'm like, dog, this shit. Like, I've been missing out on music. And then I moved back to Detroit because they kicked me out of Gross Point. Big hurt. My my boy had played your uh your your what's name guilty as charged. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's like, dog, you. It was the first time I heard a Detroit artist. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn, I gotta do my homework because I don't know shit right now. You mm. feel me? So those are the five people that kind of like brought me into wanting to love hip hop and listen to hip hop. And much respect, bro. For sure. So who was the one for you that like made you want to just go ahead and just you know what I'm saying stick with this rap 
and it just made you like just fall in love with rap, you know what I'm saying, for your reasons? Well, what made me want to do it is I'll say cats like Run DMC, mm-hmm. LAO, Rock Kim, mm-hmm. Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. And then um, from there, I guess you could say, like, I mean, Pac didn't make me want to rap. I was rapping already then. Mm-hmm. But Pac was somebody I definitely liked a lot. He wanted my tops. Greatest made one of the all, greatest of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, Cube. I got a lot of different people for different reasons, you know what I mean? Yeah. NWA, first groups. But those the ones made me want to rap. They was out before I was even rapping, dog. Like I say LL Cool J, Run DMC, mm-hmm. Rakim, and probably Big Daddy Kane. For sure, for sure. Me personally. Yeah. Now, I want, you know, I mentioned MC Hammer, and you being already, you know, saying, you know, older or whatever than I was during that time. How yeah. was y'all looking at a guy like MC Hammer coming to the game? Because, you know, we look at, like, nowadays we look at certain rappers like, oh, this, this is clown shit, you know what I'm saying? For me, that was everything. How would you look at a guy like Hammer? I mean, when I first saw him, I just like, dance some motherfucker. This <laughs> yeah, sure. That's what I was thinking, like, this nigga going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Dance like a motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was different. I ain't but knocking it. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people knocked it and tried it because he dancing, but... Back when I was coming up as a teen, niggas did dance. Yeah, for sure, yeah. you think the jit and all that shit came from just women doing it. Mm-hmm. Niggas did used to dance. They had they pissed on them, still with this dance. <laughs> for sure. It was gangster and all that, so don't get it twisted. But, you know, as it as time went on a little bit, I think Hammer kind of, while was welcome with certain people, far as all he was doing was that for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I met Hammer in person, too, at my film festival, man, for Friday 313. It's like I said, like 06, and it's on my documentary. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Him, Mike Tyson, all of them's out there. He a cool brother, man. Mm-hmm. Solid brother. He came and watched our movie, sat in there and watched the whole thing. On the video, he asked me what time do it start. I told him he came back and actually sat in there and watched it. I met Luke Gossett, mm-hmm. um, James Avery, who played Uncle Phil. The Fresh sure. Prince was there. This is a real premiere. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, man, Hammer's solid nigga, and they say he got them hands. They say Hammer will whoop your oh, ass. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he had to be playing so don't with. Don't get it twisted because he's yeah. dancing. See, he got he got that wind though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Out of dancing, he got gonna get out on your ass. Hell yeah. So yeah, Hammer is a solid brother, man. I actually met him for a brief man, and uh, <laughs> you know he was cool. So for much sure. respect to him. Now sticking on, you know, saying music and stuff, man. If I had to, outside your music, if I wanted to know Big Hurt, you know, saying your introduction to the world, but you couldn't say anything, you had to play a song or an album. What would be a song or album that would explain who you are? Mm, explain who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we listen to music and we like, damn, this is this is me. Like, this is my life. They telling like it's a song called "Hard as Stone." Mm-hmm. Um, my overdose album. Mm-hmm. A lot of people slept on that album because it took me so long to get. I was like detox. I kept saying it's coming, coming, coming. <laughs> another you went past, another you went past, another. So when we finally got it, I just was like almost a burden. And even though it was dope, I just go ahead and put it out. Yeah. But if you ever listen to it, it's a song called Heart of Stone. Mm-hmm. It's like a touching dark kind of song. Mm-hmm. But that motherfucker go hard, man. Yeah. That's from the soul. <laughs> yeah, That's one sure. of them. Confessions, a lot of people heard that one. But this one, Heart of Stone, more so updated as far as the newer, revised what I'm feeling like. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if you ever listen to that, you'll see, man. It's funny that you brought up confessions, man, because I was, you know, of course, I knew you was coming on the show, so I, you know, went back and did some more homework and started listening to some of your music. With confessions, is it all for me to say that I compare that song to Get a Boy's Mind Playing Tricks on Me? Because you say some stuff like, that's kind of like similar, to, you know what I'm saying, to, to that song. Mm. 
I don't think so, personally. Mm -hmm. I think mind playing tricks on me is more of a psychological thing. They talk about how they mental illness and sight, how you can be, because my mama's schizophrenic. Mm. That's why I'm paranoid sitting there looking out the windows and mm. my shit more of like nigga the family secrets yeah. that you ain't supposed to be telling motherfuckers that you're supposed to go to go, go to your grave with this shit. That's mm. what confessions is. Mm -hmm. That's why it's called confessions. Mm. I think they both are touching song. They, they touch you mentally and, and, and psychologically a little bit because of what's being said. But it's two perspectives. Theirs is more so on the suicidal, struggling man my man fucking with me got me thinking one thing and something else mm -hmm. it's more of a mental thing to me yeah. i think they's more so on that tip but that uh, we go through a lot of mental struggles out here but confessions is like what yeah no, for like, sure that's what happened so was know, it hard to write that song nah it's all real yeah see it just it was some i had wrote confessions really like six years before i put it out on get to your charge mm -hmm. Those people don't know. That was my man, old favorite song. He passed from cancer. Mm -hmm. And I was so mad that he passed and felt bad. That he never, I never put it out to the, so he could hear it in the song for him. So I went ahead and put it out immediately. When he passed, I'm like, we got to put this out, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been saying what here. My man passed. We didn't even get the lady here. Yeah, man. So AK produced that too, man, Tone Scott. Um, so, yeah, we went ahead and put it out on that album on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, that's one of my favorite songs for sure, for sure. Hell yeah, that's one of my shits though. I went back like I ain't gonna lie, man. When it came out, I ain't go straight. To, I was too young to go straight to the CD store and buy it, man. So I got it for my bootleg dude. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, well, though. You know, I didn't get you, so you stuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people getting caught doing that. Boy, I was confiscating all that shit. Straight, straight up. You was a kid. I probably just gave you the real one. Like, give me that. <laughs> Here, man, take this. Yeah, shout out to my bootleg dude, man. He used to ride around in this broke down car, bro, and had everything that you, everything that you need. Like I said, I'm 15, 14. I need it. I don't know, you know, I can't yeah. afford a CD from Chantanese, you know what I'm saying? I'm on the east side, so I can't afford to go grab it. I didn't mean get that big hurt, though. You got it? Bet. I'm good. Let me get that KDZ stuck in my ways. All right, bet. <laughs> yeah. Now, you being the OG in the game, man, I'm having my dog Verdi down here. He always told me a lot, you know, he told me a lot of times that you gave him great advice. You know what I'm saying? That he's, mm -hmm. you know, carry on to this day. How important is it to be an OG and a mentor to these young rap dudes coming up, man? It's real important if you want to keep everything going like it's going to be on the map now. Mm -hmm. And even before it was, I was like that, bro. It's just the area I'm from. We was from the area where even though we was doing all little dirt and shit, most of the cats would try to tell you to do something else if you could do it. They saw you could hoop or you could play football or something. They try to keep you away from the street. Like, they go ahead and do that. I'm like, what you need? You need some shoes? Let me buy you some equipment. This and and kept the kids out of the, out of the street shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if I see potential in somebody or something, I'm going to try to help them or give them at least a word of advice or something. And Verdict always showed me a lot of potential, man. Jock was always talking about him. I said, let me go see what this young nigga doing. You know, check <laughs> him out and his, his energy. Yeah. He had a good vibe. I could feel his spirit. Mm -hmm. And there was a good spirit in him. That's part of it too, man. A lot of motherfuckers got a lot of shit in them. You can peep like some bullshit in them. Like, this nigga here on some. Yeah, for sure. I didn't feel like that about him, man. So I ate to my son. I always tried to tell him because I knew he could have potential. Mm -hmm. And look what he doing now. You know what I'm saying? You know, film and all. He's still one of the coldest young cats spitting it is so, out here. No, fast. You know, he dope. And that's what it is, man. You need to push sometimes because doors get slammed in your face. Some mm -hmm. people ain't got tough skin. Mm -hmm. They might think they really ain't got it, but sometimes it just, you got to work on shit. Mm -hmm. That's like us. We first put our little first shit out, man. We thought our shit was the shit, man. <laughs> yeah, we went to the studio, somebody shit was real mixed and matched. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Yeah, he's like, oh, my shit ain't high, though. But we had what we had. For sure. We for young sure. niggas. We didn't have all that equipment to do our shit. We had a little drum machine or something. 
we trying to figure it out, you know what I'm saying? Eight of weights. Yeah. We ain't have all that shit, so we just knew then, okay, we got to work. You got to go at the lab and work, man. For so, sure. so all you got to know, I take constructive criticism, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he good at that. Yeah. A lot of cats, man, they don't think you about telling them. They think everything they put out fire. I done had cats, man, it's fire, huh? And yeah. <laughs> send it to me, I don't disrespect nobody names or nothing. No, for sure. Some of it was, but a lot of it, like, bro, that ain't, it ain't even I'm about to say, how, do you give them the truth, like, or do you just kind of, like, no, pass I don't, it? I don't play. I don't, no, it's great. I'll mm -hmm. be like, no, you know, keep working. Mm -hmm. I don't get to being too harsh. Because, yeah. like I said, some niggas don't have tough skin. Mm -hmm. You can break my spirit just by... That ain't shit. Mm -hmm. I tell man, keep working. Yeah, for and sure. To me, keep working just mean keep working. No, for sure. That don't mean it ain't shit. That don't mean it's dope. That mean, you know, you keep working. Yeah, you better. That's a good way of saying you got work to do without disrespecting somebody. I wonder what you would have said about my album. Because, <laughs> <laughs> man, like, when I first started, shout out to my dog, Red. It's bad, man. huh? Oh, man. I might have told you, quit work. <laughs> No, so we was the um we was the uh, young city boys, man. That was our name young back in city boys. Young city boys, man. Back in um oh five oh six, then oh five. My um my girl at the time was like, yeah, we having a, you know we having a baby. I felt that rap was my easiest way to make a million. Right, you just saw the money. You yeah, know, he didn't realize he had to go through all this. <laughs> I'm gonna put a mic up in front of my face. We are gonna be rich tomorrow. No, oh. for sure. So we had this song. Um, this before the song. We had we had a couple of songs. We had you know did whatever. My boy made beats on the Fruity Boots. And um, we were passing out St. Andrews, bro. And I used to write my number and my email address on the CDs. And um, somebody had called me and left a voicemail like 9 in the morning. And I was like, nigga, this shit ass. Stop rapping, nigga. This shit trash. Yeah. And nigga, it hurt my spirit, dog, to wake up from a good a good night's sleep with your lady to hear somebody just going crazy on your shit, dog. So your shit cheap, so. <laughs> yeah, that ain't a good thing to wake up to. <laughs> yeah, dog, it was bad, bro. It was bad. But, but, I kept going. I, kept, yeah. I got a little better, though. I got a little better, yeah. though. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I can never get on, you know what I'm saying, y'all guys level, man. You in the verdicts and stuff like that, man. So. See, the thing about it, <laughs> one key thing you said when you first talking about you used to rapping, you said, I'm going to get a quick million. Yeah. We just rapping, nigga, we ain't getting no money, bro. Yeah. We just rapping because we love the art of lyricism and love the art of putting shit together and and seeing the outcome. We love the game. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference now because everything is so glittery and money. Everybody putting, holding money in every video. The best car, everybody got neck full of jewelry. Mm -hmm. It was people that had a little jewelry and shit like the Slick Ricks, Rock Kim and them, and, yeah. you know, Big Daddy came a little bit back then, but that's not what they whole thing was. That's no. just, they got it, so that's what they did. They was always dope on that mic, man, mm -hmm. and dope with that music, you know what I'm saying? So, that's what, what we was trying to do, just be dope with this shit. We, if money comes, we know eventually if you get big enough, of course, at some point it might come. Mm -hmm. But let's do this first. Yeah. Let's make sure we get the craft part of it good. For sure. And that's the difference. Everybody nine. That's why so many niggas rapping. Not saying you can't. It's free world. Anybody can rap if they want to. But it's mm -hmm. a lot of cats rapping now. I wouldn't dare try to rap 25 <laughs> years ago. No, for sure. For They'd sure. have been like, nah, that ain't really probably me. Yeah. They seeing what niggas really putting out at that time was a whole different kind of vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, if you got a nice hook, be straight, you can talk a little shit. You ain't got to be the best rapper. You know, you might make a hit. Mm -hmm. so. do, do, are, are you pissed off about stuff like that? Like somebody, I mean, I know you now. I'm just asking a question. Like when you see people getting on so easy and not really putting the work in, like you said, you love this shit. It wasn't about the money. It was about the love of the craft and who you grew up loving. Like do you, when you see people blowing up and, and getting out there and not really loving it, do it kind of make you mad a little bit? Oh, it don't make me mad. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I just understand it's a different game now. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I don't get mad. I be glad for these young guys, bro, because we've been getting robbed for years with this music. Mm -hmm. So you juice that every goddamn dime you can get. Yeah. That don't mean I got to love necessarily what you're doing lyrically or how your songs is, mm -hmm. but I don't knock young niggas or these cats. Some of them I do like. Yeah. So I don't knock nobody. Get that money because that's what it's here for, for you to get. Mm -hmm. Instead of getting robbed, like a lot of that's why you heard Jay-Z, I'm paying you back what you did to the cold crushing. Mm -hmm. They was robbing us so many years and still robbing a lot of niggas, you know what I'm saying? For so sure. If you're getting that money and all, I'm glad that my little cousins and little nieces or nephews or grandkids might want to rap one day. Mm -hmm. The more this dough keep being open and more people keep getting chances. They got a chance to eat all of it, too. So, no, I'll never be mad at that. For sure. I just wish that a lot of cats would respect the craft a little more. Because mm -hmm. it's about a craft, too, at the same time. Mm -hmm. To me, if you rapping, your shit just really straight up trash. But, you know, you talking a lot of shit and put a lot of money and nothing else. Mm. And what is it really? Is it really rapping or is it just you just talking shit music? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So that's yeah. like a singer that can't hit the notes. You're supposed to be able to sing. You're a singer, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of songs that's hits and a lot of people that's on it don't can't really sing. You yeah. hear them live, you be like, damn. You know yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's just different now, man, the way they market and where they push it out. It ain't so much talent-based as it is the numbers and who looking at you and uh, if, if your numbers is big and all that type of shit, so. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, young rappers coming up, bro, I say it's about, like, you know, rappers in the industry. Like, if I'm a rapper in the industry and I'm I'm getting up there, I want to go to somebody like an E-40, a, a Master P, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that's been, you know saying, in this game for a long time. With you, you've been in the game since, like I said, for the, for the longest. Do people come to you for advice or whatever, dog? Or if not, should more people start coming to the OG rappers who've been doing it for a minute just to get their advice on how to, you know what I'm saying, stick around for for the long run and not just for well, the time being? You know, being? they're going to tell them the right advice. Yeah, I think it's people that care. Like I said, I care about, what you know, young cats. I don't just be just saying any damn thing to them that they want to hear and all that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, you got your parents and stuff like that for too, your father and whoever in your life was kind of, it ain't just about music, it's about life too, man. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes when you live life the right way, everything else falls into place. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You could be the dopest rapper it is and all that, but then you out there doing dumb shit in the street. You ain't going to live to see that shit, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So learn how to play the game of life out there too at the same time with what you're trying to do, whether you're rapping, singing, acting, or if you're just working a job. Yeah. But yeah, advice is always something that should be given to young cats because it was given us. We're supposed to pass it down. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes I be trying to figure out why a lot of young cats don't care about what was before them. Oh, yeah, no. A lot of them attitudes like, oh, fuck them old niggas or fuck them, it's about us. But now you got to know where you was to know where you can no, be and where sure. you headed. No, fast. Because I was uh, in a podcast one day telling some young cats about a few cats they didn't know about. Mm -hmm. They knew about me, Street Lords, Blade, that era, you know what I'm saying, Cheddar Boys, but they didn't know, like, Awesome Dre, Eshawn. Eshawn, yeah. Boss and Smiley and DMW and French Vince and, mm -hmm. I, and I had to put a wall, mm -hmm. so I pulled some old videos and showed them. They was like, "Damn, yeah. I never heard." Of them. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, man, this is before me. Yeah. Like, it was days before we were. Mm -hmm. Even though I was running around with a lot of those, I used to fuck Chaos and Maestro and all, and we used to battle all the time. Mm -hmm. Me and um, Chaos, who is part of Detroit 300 now. Okay, me and he used to battle all the time, and that was Chaos and Maestro and Maestro. It's Jason Wilson. He do all the books and all that. Now he got the school, the karate school for the kids. He big, man. He got Tyrese and all them kind of people on his page chiming in with him and all that. Mm -hmm. He used to be maestro. That's Cal's maestro. But make a long story short, they didn't know about these people. Yeah. So I put them up on color videos. Like if you go to Austin Dre, Franklin Speaking video, mm -hmm. Frankly Speaking, mm -hmm. you'll see the little boy that played Trey 
in men and uh, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This before Boys in the Hood came out. Yeah, damn. He had him in the video. He had a, a scene where he in the classroom and he talking to the kids. Look, class, what y'all want? And he in there, hey, awesome, Dre, raise his hand. The little boy, that's when, it's when he was little, right when he moved with his daddy mm -hmm. in Boys in the Hood, not the older Trey. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, when he was Cuba. Yeah, 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 yeah. He in the video and all that. That's before Boys in the Hood. Mm -hmm. Awesome Dre was signed with Priority, which had W.A., mm -hmm. Ice Cube, that's when you see the W.A. straight out kind of movie, Ice Cube busting all that shit up. That's yeah. priority. Okay, okay. But, um, so, you know, I just try to give him advice to cut him, make a long story short. Mm -hmm. We can keep on going all day. No, for but, sure. Yeah, I told him that and showed him that, and they was kind of like, damn, okay, yeah. OG, yeah. we appreciate that. I ain't never heard of them. A-Wall, yeah. showed them a video. You don't want none of this. And just putting them up on shit like these niggas out wait before we was. Bro. No, for so. sure. And, you, and that's important, bro. It's like, like not with just rap, with just whatever you do in your craft. If you really love this shit, you got to go back and do the history, do the studying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And podcasting, hooping, football, like whatever yeah. it is, you need to go back and really see where it came from. Right. And not just what's in your face right now. You feel me? Now, you said something that's a, that was important to me that stood out. Me and my other producer was talking about this. You you mentioned living life, just living life and going through shit. Mm -hmm. How important is it like to to live life to be able to make a song, do a podcast, have a conversation? Because a lot of times we jump in this shit and we just ain't we had no life that we lived. You know what I'm saying? Because we was talking about you know different podcast shows. And if you haven't escaped your neighborhood, how can you really have a conversation? Or how can you really write a song? So how much life do you gotta live to really be a, a, a incredible MC? You feel me? And not just seeing what you see every day, like it's gonna be kind of hard to really express yourself and really talk about something if you ain't never been nowhere, live life. Well, I mean, depending what you want, what you want to show people, you learn. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm from the hood, mm -hmm. so you know, of course, I'm gonna talk about hood shit. For Some sure. people wasn't born like that. Mm -hmm. That don't mean they can't be a great rapper. Mm -hmm. So I can't necessarily say that. They just they outlook gonna be different. Mm -hmm. They might rap about their credit score or something and all that type of shit. <laughs> they living good like that. I'm. I'm be rapping by how the lights got cut off and this sure. and that, and my man got shot. Mm -hmm. So it depends how you grew up. I can't really say you got to live everything that we live in the hood to know to be dope on, on some rapping. You can stay a lot of shit. It's a lot of different kind of raps out here. Mm -hmm. But we from the block, so we give you all perspectives. And we still taught that shit. So we know the, the good side and we know the bad. We know both. Some people only know the good. Mm -hmm. So we more well-informed. Because we didn't have both sides of the track. Mm -hmm. But, you know, somebody that didn't grow up rough or had it was well to do, their parents was doing good and all that, they're going to talk about their perspective of what it could be. It still could be something dope, but it just might not be something we want to hear or that person want to hear. Like, a lot of niggas don't like him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I hear a lot of niggas, I don't play that, I don't play that. He don't have club music. Mm -hmm. don't, get me, don't get it twisted. He don't, he don't have no head knocking club shit. Mm -hmm. But from a lyricist perspective and from just a raw rapping and MCing and hip hop, one of the coldest niggas ever touch a mic. I don't know what niggas be listening to. <laughs> yeah, I listen sure. to it for that. Yeah. I don't listen to it when I'm at the club, my man, we finna go hang, nah. Mm -hmm. But from when I want to hear some niggas spitting some shit, he one of the niggas I was respecting on that. For sure. And did business with them and it's much love. So I get it, a lot of young niggas, they ain't into that. So mm -hmm. that's cool. Everybody can like what they like. I ain't knocking that. Mm. But you know, it's just different perspectives. Like what you were saying, you can come from different backgrounds. I mean, and whatnot, they're in the street getting money and hustling and all that type of shit. He's in the trailer park in the other little house mm. where they lived or something over there. So he didn't grow up around us. He came around, he started fucking with proof. Yeah. But that was for hip hop. That was just to rap. Sure. So he ain't been in the street like we was and like that. So of course, he ain't rap about that. Mm. Now, I don't rap about I hate my mama either. I love my <laughs> motherfucking mama. I told you. Yeah. I take care of mine. For sure. But, 
like I say, that come from different ways of living. That's what his his life was or whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Most black people, we love our mom. That's why Pop came out with Dear Mama. For sure, yeah. You know, no matter what she was. And he was like, she's a crap fan. I still my mama. So yeah. it's just a different way of, of looking at shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. when you raise different. Yeah, dear mama, you know, boy, that's, a, that's definitely a classic, bro. I remember one Christmas, I was too broke. No I was too broke about my mom's son for Christmas. She came home from work. I left a little note by the tape player. And I'm like, press play. She pressed play, came down crying. Niggas, I'm like, God damn, now I'm crying and shit, though. You know what I'm saying? So I was 18, bro, 19. I'm broke as hell. I'm like, damn, it's Christmas Eve. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to get my mom. She working, busting her ass, still taking care of me, even though I'm 19. You know what I'm saying? So when she came home from that bus, had that song right there, press play, made her a little something, and shit, that was a good-ass, you know what I'm saying, Christmas gift, you, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So that song mean a lot to me, too, though. But uh, you you mentioning, like, young dudes coming up in Detroit. You mentioned yourself and, like, you know what I'm saying, the past rappers from the city. And I know you went through your little, you know, beefs and shit. We ain't got to talk about it. But nowadays, you see a lot of shit that got squashed between young rappers and shit in the city. How important was that for the city to go ahead and grow and prosper, like, to end those little beasts that we did have within the, you know what I'm saying, amongst ourselves? I mean, I think everybody should try to make it work and get past that kind of shit if they can. Mm-hmm. Some shit just is so deep-rooted that some niggas just can't be passed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's real shit. Yeah. But the shit that can be overlooked, like, look, bro, and everybody getting some money on top of it, and the door is open, and a lot of young niggas eating now off this music shit in the city. If you can squash it, <clears throat> and it ain't that serious, mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't talk about, like, man, man, let's keep getting money, plus it's power in numbers. Mm-hmm. All his people gonna fuck with you. All your people gonna fuck with him. Both of y'all out there doing it big, or whoever, or she, or whoever it may be. So yeah, if you can try to get past, you know what I'm saying? Because it's power and numbers in Detroit on the map right now. So. For sure. No, and I think once you know, what I'm saying some of those beefs did get squashed. We just start seeing people, you know, what I'm saying gravitating towards us. I don't know if it came from Days Loaf. I don't know if it came from T Grizzly when he came out with the first day out. But we start getting a lot, a lot of love and a lot of you know, what I'm saying eyes on the city with the acting, with the music. You know what I'm saying? We started getting a lot of love that we didn't get back, in, you know what I'm saying, during your time. And, like, what to you, what was the reason why we wasn't getting so much love? I know I heard you speak on, like, the whole Tupac and Biggie shit, and they really want to really fuck with, you know what I'm saying, that lifestyle of music. But what, besides that, what was some shit, you know what I'm saying, why we wasn't getting seen like we are now? Because we didn't have social media. Mm. That's just bottom line, period. Ain't nothing else to talk about. Mm-hmm. We didn't have YouTube. Facebook, MySpace, <laughs> IG, none of that, bro. Mm-hmm. So when we was doing this shit, and we was at the top of our shit, and we had none of that. Mm-hmm. That's big. Yeah. Just sit there and land everybody and push a button and get shit, <laughs> niggas. Yeah. Videos is like 30,000, 40,000 to shoot a video. Yeah, yeah, For real. We shot one video. <laughs> I ain't shooting that no more videos. <laughs> yeah. He shot a video for uh, Roll With Us. Mm-hmm. And that was it, man. It was cold, though. Same nigga shot this shit. You should shoot, shoot E40 and them. So yeah. Shot they shit. Yeah. But, um... So you think yeah, something was the and thing that was it. It's definitely. It's, that's not even though that's that's kind of like obvious because mm-hmm. we ain't had no way to get seen like that mm-hmm. unless you on video BET uncut yeah, or sure. some shit like that. Yeah. You got YouTube now. You can just post your shit and let the world see. It. We had none of that, and yeah. we still had labels calling. You know what I'm saying? Without none of that, just from the word of mouth on the street. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, it was it was that's definitely it. Yeah, we had a bit in the world if we had social media and YouTube. <laughs> yeah. They would put out videos for a couple few hundred dollars and shit like that. We did a hundred videos. Mm-hmm. No and all the song that was classic, we had videos on that shit, bro. That shit wasn't nothing like that. That shit cost a lot of money back then. Yeah. It's cause the only thing we had was a box and that was in the city. 
Yeah, and you know, yeah, the boss, that was even before us, though. I'm mm -hmm. saying the boss, that was like I was saying, AWOL, Austin Dre here. But that wasn't enough. That wasn't like now. Social mm -hmm. media has done, took over Twitter and this and that. There's so many different outlets. Mm -hmm. We had not one of them. So we had all those in outlets. What do you think would uh, happen, bro? Mm -hmm. We had niggas calling us, fucking with us from all kinds of places, man, without none of that shit. Mm -hmm. Just word of mouth. Like, who's these niggas that such and such? Who's these? And the street lords, too. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, it was if we had social media back then and all that, it been a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, for sure. Now, now I want to ask you, man, growing up, man, real quick, you know, we didn't talk about music and stuff, man, but... And you, you spoke to your mom, but who who was in the household with y'all, man? How how was it growing up as a as a as a young hurt back in the day, man? I grew up in my grandmother's house. Okay. My mama was paranoid schizophrenic mm -hmm. most of her life, but okay. the thing that's so crazy is my mama a seamstress, right? Mm -hmm. She used to work for Mark Buchanan. Mm -hmm. This back when the leather Gandalf was out, wasn't no Pelly yet. Okay, it was just Mark Buchanan. She just sold leather coats and didn't make all our Easter shit. She just get the little fabric from Joanne Fabrics. <laughs> and then she had to sew them straight up, bro. Mm -hmm. she, was, she, she used to do a lot of people's prime dresses in the hood, these kids. You know, she was doing good. Her and my father broke up. Mm -hmm. And he just left us, basically. And she kind of basically had like a mental breakdown from that shit, man. And mm -hmm. All her life she was struggling with paranoid schizophrenia. Yeah. That's why I know when the ghetto buddy's talking that shit, I understand what some of that shit really is firsthand, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, you know, my grandma raised me, grandfather, and um, shit. I slept on the couch when I lived there because everybody was already people there. My other uncles and aunts and some of them lived there. Mm -hmm. One of my aunts ain't but 10 years older than me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we close like brothers and sisters, a lot of my uncles and aunts and all that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I grew up in the house with them, man, and um, I never felt neglected or deprived or nothing. It just it is what it is. Mm -hmm. See, back then we wasn't spoiled and all that like some of these kids is now, nah, bro. <laughs> we appreciated shit for sure because <clears throat> we didn't have nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, my grandfather he died kind of young, like 59. He passed okay. right after he retired from GM. Mm -hmm. He worked for GM on in Hamtramck. And he passed, and you know my grandma was staying, taking care, to take care of everybody. Then my mom was going through her shit with with her mental illness. It kind of ran my family actually, but my mom was going through the most. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of rough, man, for for a while. But we had good moments too. Everything wasn't just terrible. You know, I had food to eat. Yeah, I had a roof over my head. Yeah. At that time, that's all was good enough for me. I can go outside and play, play football, play sports. Yeah. Which I did, cause a lot of kids play sports all the time. We was coming up. Yeah. I still do. But a lot of them in them phones now more so sure. than no, they is that. Sure. We didn't have Hell a phone. Yeah. If you had a phone when I was a kid, you was a dope dude. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. had landlines. Yeah, I know. So, you know <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hoping nobody on the phone so you can get yeah. through it. Shit. And you better get off because the line will be busy. You're talking the two way, three way late to later on. Yeah, for My sure. grandma ain't like that shit because she thought it was rude. Mm -hmm. When you talk to somebody, yeah. she might be calling in and all that shit. She didn't even want no two way and none of that. Yeah. A real, you know, southern. Baptist people that believe in doing everything with respect. Mm -hmm. So she didn't want to do it too bad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got my ass cut out for that shit, yeah, man. So uh, <laughs> That's how I grew up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't no sports shit or none of that type of shit. I actually got a song called Hold On mm -hmm. on my new project that said talking about a lot of that shit. Yeah. It's me and both my sons on this. Mm -hmm. This is a cold motherfucker, but... Um, yeah, that was it, man. And I played sports, and that's what kind of got me through life. Then, like I say, I started listening to music more, mm -hmm. rapping, running them, seeing all that. LL, them came out early 80s. 
That was it. Yeah, talk about that. Like, what high school you went to, and like, and what sports you was fucking with, man? I went to Central High School. I played baseball and football. Mm-hmm. Played basketball in the hood, but I never played like basketball organized. Mm-hmm. But football and baseball, played shit out of that. Yeah. All star teams and all that in baseball. Like I say, when we was kids, we played a lot of sports, bro, mm-hmm. and we played baseball. Yeah. I don't be seeing a lot of black kids play at, baseball at no more. At all. And they don't understand, man. That's the, one of the richest <laughs> sports, bro. And you yeah. get the least injuries unless you get bean with a fastball. Yeah, or something. for sure. Yeah. But other than that, you know, you you know, you get a lot of money, and you know, it's a longer trip to get to the league. But mm-hmm. baseball is a hell of a sport, man. As far as getting that money, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a chess match. It ain't exciting like football and basketball. That's up and down. So a lot of people don't fuck with baseball. They think it's too slow and ain't exciting, but it's, it's a chess match. Mm-hmm. If you really know the game of it, you'll respect it. But yeah, we play now, sports. Now for sure. Did you have like dreams like, damn, I'm gonna you know take it to the next level as far as you know football, baseball? Yeah, you know, everybody think that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, it's, it take a lot to do that. It's like one of the main chance had the people that's in the pros, man. So many cats that was close but didn't, or wasn't good enough, but. You know, we when I was playing, yeah, we and I was pretty good. Like I said, baseball definitely because I was I was all stars in baseball every year at the league. We played a little league, mm-hmm. made as a team um, called Northwest Detroit All Stars. If you made the tournament team, you was one of the best in Northwest Detroit. Mm-hmm. And we, I was on that every year. I pictures all that, but um, like I say, because we played it, we really was serious with that baseball and football. Yeah, but yeah, you know. It didn't pan out like that, so I kept doing. I was doing just music shit, you know. Mm-hmm. That's been my niche lately. Yeah. What position you play when you playing football? Like, like, like you... running back. Yeah. Um, play defense too, linebacker sometimes. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Them the two I like the most. Yeah, man. Yeah, my my football journey that shit was uh, like that lasted for like a month. Like I got hit yeah. real one time. That's why I say you know you know football for you if you when you once you get that that good hit. When you get hit that one time, like, yeah, I get my shit back. Like, I'm going to stick with this hoop and shit, man. Hit on my pass, though. I'm gone. Yeah, you got to like hitting to play football. That's yeah, you fuck that. Like that. Hell, yeah. If you don't like that, you can get carried out, man. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you uh, talk about your first time in the studio, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? You was loving the music young and stuff like that, but how was your first time in the studio? Like, was it was it a fucked up story? Because, like, my first time in the studio, of course, my, my music was trash, so. But uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like. It was different from just rapping in your room than putting that them headphones on, hearing the beat. You know what I'm saying? It's like it was more pressure on me. So how was your first time in the studio uh, for, for you? My first time in the studio, I just really was paying attention on detail, like what's around, like how this shit set up, and because like I say, we was young, we we experimented with this shit basically. Mm-hmm. My first time in the studio. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm watching other people who've been recording already and stuff like that. So you know, what do they do in there? That was my experience. We didn't book like a session and go in the studio. My man had a studio. He went and took me over there. Mm-hmm. Let me show you my studio. Went in there and looked at it. Shut, you know, and that was it. We, ain't had, we had never recorded nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we just learning the ambiance is about the studio. Yeah. He had the little egg carton shit all on the wall and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's old school. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And all that. So that's what I remember. Hey, what was that first song you recorded? You remember? Um, my first song that I recorded, I think, was "I'm Superior." Mm-hmm. A song called "I'm Superior." Okay, it was off that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Same shit De La Soul used. Mm-hmm. Off that. Ooh. Yeah. Now, uh, "Guilty as Charged," man, one of the best CDs to come out the city, in my opinion. But the song "Gangsters Only." Talk about that studio session. It's like y'all was fighting on that boy. Like you know, what I'm saying going back and forth on that one. It's like you know, what I'm saying trying to one up each other. Like. 
That was the first song I heard on the on the yeah. album. It made me want to buy. That's the, the first song out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was the song. So they played that song. That that made me go ahead and want to buy your your stuff. Well, you know, bootleg. But <laughs> that, that made... you lucky I ain't catch you. <laughs> you keep talking about this bootleg shit. But uh, no, talk about that song in general, though. Like you you and uh, Jay Nelly on that boy. Like talk about that. It's the story to it though. That same song. It's funny you picked that one to talk about. Mm -hmm. That song that actually was trick trick beat. Okay. Trick made to be. Okay, he okay. Damn. I, I ain't know that. And we in the basement. I've been fucking with Trick for like 25 years, man. People don't be knowing. Like I said, some of you, that's what my documentary when I put out. You're going to see a lot of shit you don't know nothing about, bro. Yeah. Sessions and shit that wasn't released. And, mm -hmm. and um, Trick had, was making some tracks for me. And uh, he played that one. I'm like, that motherfucker cold. I want that one. He's like, I was using that one, OG. <laughs> I'm like, bro, let me get that motherfucker, bro. Yeah. We're going to kill that bitch. And he gave it to me. Mm -hmm. and, you know, me and Nutty got on it and did what we did. So that's yeah. how that went. And he produced 21 Gun Salute on the yeah, album. 21 Gun Salute. And um, I'm a boss, the original version. Yeah. Yeah, Trick, man, got a lot of talent. I always tell, that, tell people that in these interviews because sometimes we get caught up just on all the no fly, the fly zone, zone shit and all that. You know, that's his passion today. How he loved the city, man. Mm -hmm. that, that was about it. Nigga tired of motherfucker coming here and not. Trying to do nothing but get money and get the fuck on. And niggas just fed up with that shit, man. Yeah. You know, so, but as far as a person getting on, man, nigga cool and the motherfucker funny and shit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and talented, bro. Nigga play like three, four instruments when we was down in the bass working the piano, drums. Mm-hmm. And talented, bro. Yeah. Now, what, what took so long for Guilty as Charged to, uh, you know what I'm saying, to, to be on streaming um, platforms? Because I, I, I remember was, like, when I first, you know, getting title and, you know, Apple uh, Music, I, I couldn't find it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know, man, because I was getting older and it was kind of like just tired. I stopped for a minute, you know. I took a hiatus for a minute some of this shit after I did a couple of things because I can say take care of my old girl and shit. And my grandmother had just died, so we had a decision to put her in a, a nursing home or take her with me. Mm -hmm. All this was going on during all that type of shit. Mm -hmm. Different deaths and people, you know, I fuck with. I just took a break from music for a minute. Still was doing movies and features with a lot of people, but I, I hadn't put out a project. Mm -hmm. But, um... Guilty Charge was sitting there. I mean, it was a classic. I kind of was like, it is what it is. I'm going to leave it. Mm -hmm. Everybody like, no, but the younger people, they ain't heard it. The other people ain't get it here. Because like I say, it wasn't no social media. Yeah. But the streets knew, but like the whole world wasn't really hearing it. Yeah. So I actually did put it out for a minute, and then the motherfuckers took the money, and they never paid me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Damn. Who the fuck we go? Distro Kid. Yeah. Motherfuckers going to meet some bands, bro. Mm -hmm. And they're getting my money from that shit, so I took that shit down again. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna figure out another route on that, and um, you know, probably put it back out again. I might even do some videos on it that I never did. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been talking about just to do it. But yeah, that'd um, be hard. Hell yeah. You know, I'm working on this new project though, so this one I'm about to drop soon. This motherfucker cold too, so mm -hmm. you know. Now, when you when you was making that that album, did, could you see like, oh yeah, this gonna be this gonna be that one. This gonna be a classic right here, like you know what I'm saying? Because we look at it now, like I said. One of the best albums ever come out the motherfucking city. Mm -hmm. Did you look at it back then like this? This that one? Like ain't nobody gonna be able to fuck with this. Just album. try to give out good music. Mm -hmm. I really don't get you know too caught up on if it's gonna be better than this person or that person. I just I'm gonna give them me mm -hmm. the best I can give them, and you know if it be what it's supposed to be, the rest gonna take care of itself. Cause niggas mm -hmm. know what I'm gonna do on there. So mm -hmm. that's really it. And I had a lot to get off my chest. That was my first solo shit. Mm -hmm. Cause all this, I had been writing and doing music before we even did Rock Bottom. Mm -hmm. Some people don't know, they think that's like when we first started. Definitely part of my legacy, part of my career, big part of it. Yeah. Took us to newer heights with the rock bottom movement and all that. But we had an album out under Motor Living, which is my cousin Monum, before I even did anything at rock bottom. Mm -hmm. 
I knew Rockin' them from school. We all went to school together. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Central High, Longfellow, Middle School, shit like that. But um, Tone Sky helped produce that, the mm-hmm. motor living shit. Yeah. AK. Um, that was that was something we had already under our belt. We had live instruments and all that shit on, on that album. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, I got a lot of music that niggas gonna hear, man. Put it like that. that we're gonna put that back out soon. For sure. Nobody really didn't get to hear because my man Thrust passed. Mm-hmm. Thrust was on that album with us, and uh, we want people to hear more of him too. So we're gonna probably end up putting that back out too. Yeah. Outside of your kids, is there any rappers out now that remind you of yourself? Mm, no, I don't know. Not, not right off. I can think of. Mm-hmm. I'm quite sure some kids that's rapping, young cats, mm-hmm. that's um, got some similarities or something. Yeah. That other people might see. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't really listen to every single person that's out rapping. So it might be somebody I ain't even heard mm-hmm. that could make me think, "Oh, dog, remind me of me or something." But, yeah. No, I think I think everybody kind of doing what they doing now. This more I'm on, I'm popping pills. I'm, I got yeah, sure. that lean. I got my stick. Yeah, man. Um, ops, I got ops, ops riding on the ops slide <laughs> on niggas. Yeah, so, you know, we talk the street shit, but not every time. Yeah, we for just, sure. But we touch on everything. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think this area a little different. I ain't yeah. really heard nobody that made me think of me. Yeah. Would you dis um, disagree with my rap comparison with you uh, as a as JD Kiss? And I'm not saying like both of y'all like. Sound the same, but y'all both got, you know what I'm saying, unique voice. Y'all both never changed up no matter what. Both never followed trends, you know what I'm saying? Both came with your A game on songs. You feel me? Like, and, and y- y- y'all just y'all self. That's why I always kind of like, you know what I'm saying, made that comparison. Is that a disrespectful comparison? Or off no, comparison? I ain't disrespectful. Jay to go, man. Mm-hmm. Jay the one of the dopest, man. Like I say, you know, I respect him, what he do. Mm-hmm. That ain't no, no bad comparison or nothing, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's that's respect. Yeah. You, you spit, I spit too, so. Yeah. Cause y'all gonna, y'all gonna come with, on every song y'all gonna come with it, but y'all gonna be y'all self. You feel me? A lot of times you see rappers trying to change up for a song or for the person on there, but y'all too. I, I say that because y'all come on the track and you know what you are gonna get from you know what I'm saying from a Jay Kiss from a Big Hurt. Yeah, I mean I hear you say that's why I say yeah, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't tripping on that comparison. Mm-hmm. Now I do this thing called talk about the bars, man. I take a piece of a bar and we just you know what I'm saying talk about it. So on Motown, you gotta say everybody want to live the gangster life thanks to pop. Compared, compared to shit now, do you feel like people, they live in lies in their bars? Like, they want to live something because they see, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, a side or a vessel or somebody. They just it, Everything is a lie. He's just trying to go ahead and copy and paste somebody's shit. Well, I don't think everybody lying. Some of these niggas really out here like that. Yeah. You know, like, these young niggas now and some other shit, they be for real out here like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's so much of the lying. I just think that we got more we can talk about. Mm-hmm. And nothing wrong touching on the street shit. We from the streets. We don't always touch on the street shit. Mm-hmm. But I think we can give people more variety. That's my whole thing with. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Twenty One Gun Salute. You said, "See, they hated because a nigga made off the because uh, a nigga on the block made it." When you was getting, you know, what I'm saying being known in the city, did you have people that was kind of like, you know, what I'm saying might grill with you or just like mad the success that you was getting because everybody knew who Big Hurt was. Did I grow up with? Or just, you know, maybe like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like niggas who stay on your block and niggas know who you is. Or even niggas on the outside just seem like... The outside made. niggas might have felt that way. It's always going to be somebody hating. That's going mm-hmm. on right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People are always hating and trolling and doing dumb shit. So I don't pay that shit on man, really, man. Yeah. You know, that's what they want you to do. But most part, it's been love. And nobody on my block do that, period. We, yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll draw that. We, we, we solidified over there, bro. You know, mm-hmm. nobody don't play like that. Now this was a feature song. Uh, what you know? You said uh, 
What you know about living in a house with no heat and the landlord say he wants you out in the week? Talk about a, a give me a broke story that that stand out to you, man. Like just a fucked up situation, a fucked up time in your life when you was growing up, bro. Shit, man, it's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Straight up. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just what I said. It's really I'm telling you what it is. Mm -hmm. You got to get out in about a week, and you living out uh, the gas off. You sitting there lighting up shit to keep you warm, kerosene heaters. We didn't sold hustling spots like that. Mm -hmm. And been times task we had to move. We was getting put out when I was living, when I was growing up, my mom and all them. So, yeah, that's real talk, you know. That's what it's about, man. The actual what I done went through, that one. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, uh, you did a song with my dog, Verdict, The City. You said, Detroit, Michigan, how the fuck we bankrupt, but we in the club buying the bar up. Talk about that, like, we be going through a photo situation, but we going to come out there, we going to stunt, we going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's just the yeah, grind in us. That's that's called priorities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I don't know niggas that day, man, they riding around Benzes and all this big dope shit, jewelry on, clothes, newest clothes, J's, every time they come out. And mama's staring in the hood and barely living good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people put they stocking what they want to put their stocking to. For sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's what that's about. Yeah. A lot of times we bankrupt. But actually, when I said that, you know what I'm saying? I was saying bankrupt in a different form, though, like cause people was hating on the city. It was a worldwide Detroit bankrupt. <laughs> they made the news and all that. They had a financial manager coming here and all that. But I was saying it really in a positive way on that actual song. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, we in the bar all night getting money. I don't know where y'all heard that shit at. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that was more so catered to that that ideology of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the other one, they do be like that, too. Yeah, not you know for sure. Y'all <laughs> doing this and spending money here. And, <laughs> you know, over here, it looked terrible, so. Yeah. Now, that same song, you said something, dog. I know my producer could go ahead and attest to it. You said, nigga, you can lose your life for a slight stare. It's a lot of times, you're like, what the fuck this nigga looking at? Like, why, yeah. why, why we like that, bro? Like, <laughs> you know, everybody's super hard, bro. <laughs> everybody's super hard nowadays, bro, so. Yeah. You know, something that petty might make a nigga really no, for sure. day. Especially if he having a bad day already, no. this and that. Sometimes it'll take them but something simple, man. Make somebody go off the edge. So. Yeah, man. Because I'm looking like, no, you go through it a lot. Though. You know when you're from here. Especially you go somewhere like, what the fuck is this nigga looking at? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, uh, Confessions, because that, that's my that's my hardest, uh, that's the hardest song on the, on the album, My Eyes. I love that song. But you said, drunk a fifth uh, straight with no ice. Sometimes I just want to take a gun and escape this life. Escaping this life. Yeah, talk about talk about that, bro, bro. Like, I think niggas feel like that sometimes. At some point, mm -hmm. not everybody, but if you just going through so much all the time, sometimes you be like, I want a beard. Women, men, whoever it may be, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? You get tired of just dealing with the struggle sometimes. So, yeah, that's just a, me speaking for people on that part. Mm -hmm. I never felt like that. Yeah, but you know, I know people that did. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we do songs. It ain't always every line is what we oh, no, did. For sure. yeah, yeah. Some of it be our story. Some of it be we telling our man's story. We you know keep the names confidential and shit like that. So mm -hmm. confessions is a little bit of all that. Yeah, it's some of my shit. It's some of my nigga shit. People I know shit that really need, niggas need to hear. Mm -hmm. You know. So yeah. Like with the, go back on with the group right, right bottom, and you know what I'm saying y'all y'all homies y'all grew up together. I want to ask you, like, when you see a lot of these groups or a lot of these people that come, not necessarily maybe rappers, but, like, manager, uh, rapper, or producer, and rapper, when money gets into play, shit fucks up. You know what I'm saying? But on the grind, 
everything is all good. What what do you what do you think is the cause for of that? Like that fuck that that money fucks up a good situation that it once was before you know saying y'all got paid off for what y'all do. Cause you see a lot of shit like damn what happened like that was that was good but then when that money came in there. Cause it's called not proper planning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. A lot of young cats, they don't think anybody can get this money, man. They just doing what they do. And when that opportunity comes, they're not really prepared to how to take their money and, and and manage it and do the right thing and come together and realize, look, let's keep this money and make more money with the money. Mm -hmm. Let's put invest in this. Let's do this. You just want to splurge. You ain't had shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Most young niggas from the hood don't have nothing, bro. Mm -hmm. ain't have much. So when they get that money, they want to show people, look, I'm doing all right now. Mm -hmm. Look at me. Yeah. You know, they want to take care of their people. They want to make sure their mama good. Mama been struggling all these years trying to take care. And they don't be, that money got to still make money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if they get you $10 million. If you're just doing nothing but spending you ain't making no money. It's over. You're going to blow the money eventually. Yeah. You see that with athletes all the time. They'll be having $100 million contracts and still yeah. in their broke 10, 20 years later. Mm -hmm. you be like, how you blow $100 million? Y'all yeah. don't be understanding niggas. Bills be 20 times For another sure. niggas. Yeah. They take care of all their sisters, mama, paying everybody's notes, everybody's bills. You keep doing that, you don't have no money coming in. You ain't investing something that's really going to make you more money. Mm -hmm. You gonna, That well going to run dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Period. That's just how it works. But and coming from hood, why do why do it be like that? Like for us, like it's pressure. Like I make it out now, I gotta take care of everybody. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you gonna take care of your moms and the people around you. But why do we feel like we gotta take care of everybody? And then when we don't, why do we gotta be a sellout? Or we don't know? We forgot where we come, we came from. I mean, that's somebody saying that kind of shit. You a sellout? You don't know you can't because you ain't do this for me. Don't nobody owe you nothing, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If a motherfucker look out for you, he look out for you. Mm -hmm. It's up to you to take that shit and either fuck it up and <laughs> squander it. And do what you want, gave this to you, or you can take it and be like, you know what, I'm gonna take this and do this and that, and I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna stay on from this shit. Mm -hmm. It's about your mentality. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what's wrong with people. They feel entitled, bro. Everybody think they supposed to get something. Certain people, you they know you gonna you gonna look out for. If nigga your right hand, you gonna look out for him. You gonna mm -hmm. be good with him. But everybody that I said hi to, I can't give you no money. <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. That's everybody how I took a picture with, I can't even say, here, you want something? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how, I, you know, it don't work like that, bro. I always felt like when they get some money, he should give his family something they can make more money with, a, a exactly. business to start off. For with. sure. Something like that so they can keep making them some money. Yeah, yeah. So they to keep coming to you. Mm -hmm. As like this old school saying, you can teach a nigga, you can give a nigga fish, or you can teach him how to fish. Yeah, eat forever. He teach you how to fish, you eat forever. Mm -hmm. You ain't got to keep going him and brown another fish. Yeah, for sure. You eat your own fish, like, man. I know you gave me some fish last week because, so, you know, nigga home, ain't nothing wrong looking out, you know, and showing love to people here and there. You know what I'm saying? It'd be a token of appreciation because niggas know you've been around them and supporting them. You've been seeing me come through this and I done made it. So yeah. I don't look out me people I can, but yeah. at some point it got to be a cutoff, bro. I don't care how many, how much money you get. Mm -hmm. You know, they got to fend for themselves. My folks grown, man. So. For sure. For sure. Now, what you saying that, you know, teaching somebody how to fish, they eat forever. I just randomly thought about Eminem again because a lot of people kind of like get on him about not helping the city, not coming back as far as like the rappers. And I, I disagree with that wholeheartedly because I felt like he put on for the city with his boys he grew up with. He put he put them on. So like you said, so they was able to go ahead and put their people on. So I feel like he get a little bit too much pressure on, 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 on you know, saying doing a feature with a Detroit rapper or doing this when... When he came out, he helped out his people. That's from the city. So, like, I, was, I never understood why people was, like, kind of, like, always talking bad about about him on that level. 
I don't know either, I mean, you know. I just feel like I don't nobody owe you nothing, bro. I don't mm-hmm. care who it is. It's some probably a few other things people feel he could have done or whatever, but for the most part, like I said earlier, the streets half of them don't even really fuck with his music. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like they coming to all the shows and he was performing here or the hip hop shop and support. You know, they knew he got on his white boy who could rap, but they really don't play his music. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the connection even was like it should be mm-hmm. between like if some artists here, they still in the hood, they can pull up and kick it with you and shoot hoop out there with you, everybody from <laughs> you know, for real, some of the young cash night is getting it. They from the hood for real. Mm-hmm. So the connection is more felt with the community. Mm-hmm. They feel the love, they feel the niggas support them, all that. I don't think niggas really was fucking with him like that. Yeah. You know, more white fans and some blacks. I ain't saying all of them, but a lot of the street cats, like I said, his music wasn't that banging the club shit, and that's yeah. what we like here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people didn't listen to his music, and his dialogue is, you know, it's questionable sometimes. I respect it from a lyricism standpoint, mm-hmm. but a lot of cats, all that, my mama killing his mama, and, you know, going back and forth with his girlfriend, <laughs> like Alien. Sure. Even though he had other songs that was dope as fuck, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? In my opinion. Mm-hmm. But he don't have a song niggas banging the club. So mm-hmm. they really don't really be fucking with him like that. So to me, who are you really obligated to if they don't really fuck with you? Yeah. Not saying he could. He could have reached out. Now, he might have had. I don't know who all he reached out to or didn't. Like I say, I did business with him and OB twice and I'm on Interscope. Mm-hmm. So it's love and respect for me to him. Yeah. Big us to him. Not for sure. You know what I'm saying? But... You know, there's music, like I say, it ain't the music we really bang in clubs and stuff like that. So that's one thing, you know what I mean? And I don't feel like nobody owe nobody nothing. I was in another interview with Kid L one time, and they were saying, because Big Shine has said some stuff about me. Big Shine was you out, yeah. On, um, on show. Yeah. And you know, and they was like, you think he should have? We not even the same age, bro. <laughs> the man don't owe me nothing. I'm about, I'm going to be his father, bro. For sure, yeah. He yeah. went to school right after my son. <laughs> Before my son, my yeah. youngest son, Dewan and him. Mm-hmm. And you know, if he get, if he say like my music and all that, that's cool. Much love, yeah. my nigga. I don't, you know, owe me nothing. Niggas got to quit thinking they entitled. Yeah. They that, don't owe you nothing, bro. Man, that's where everything. That's bro. the whole thing. They don't owe you nothing. <laughs> For sure. If they do, that's love. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they don't. You can't look at me why he ain't do this and that. They don't owe you nothing, bro. Yeah. Nah. Your name ain't on his contract. Yeah, point blank. So, you know, get up and get your own shit, man. That's, and you feel better when you do because, you know, oh, got no nigga talking about I did this I did food. this for you. I don't want to put them on and I did and that. So, a lot of times it's better that way. Yeah, but that's because a lot of people shy away from the grind. You feel mm-hmm. me? A lot of people don't want to go ahead and work. They want that shit the easy way. They want it to be hand, hand given to them. You feel me? It, like, that's why, you know, you got to teach your kids now. Like, you got to work for that shit, bro. I yes. teach my kids right now. You got work for it. Ain't yes. nothing gonna be given to you, dog. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta go ahead and learn that shit. Cause we ain't, we coming from households with, you know, what I'm saying sometimes dad missing. So we not even really learning that shit growing up. Yeah. And we just expect, oh yeah, man, that shit supposed to be given to me. I ain't supposed to work hard and do shit for it. So yeah, man, yeah. yeah. Hey, y'all niggas work for that shit, cause I <laughs> get y'all shit together, man, for real, for real. Now you spoke on early on, you know, being a family man and stuff like that, having kids. How did you feel when your kids wanted to? follow behind and be a rapper too a lot of times uh rap, you know og rappers don't don't want their kids to even get into this business how did you feel when your kids came to you and say you know saying if they came to you and wanted to do music that's the thing they didn't come to me yeah i'm about to say if he had the wedding of course they, he got them. They, uh, <laughs> he ain't talking about no music they, to me. they played football <laughs> they both played football and i mean your son played for cuz right well, that's literally, yeah. They both yeah. played with Cuz, but they went to high school and played too. My mm-hmm. youngest son, Baby, already won two state championships with Cash Tech. Mm-hmm. He played over there, J. Rue Campbell and all of them. Oh, Mike Weber oh, went to Ohio State, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they was number seven team in the country. Oh, yeah, it was fucking, yeah. He played over there, won two back-to-back state titles, the first in class 
a Division One in the Michigan history. Mm-hmm. Now King won one in Division Two, but that was with a Cub too, right there. Nick Perry, yeah, played with King. He had set the state record for sacks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can look it up. Went to play for Green Bay. Not getting off the subject, but. They need to do documentary on the Cubs, West Side Cubs. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot, it's, it's a lot of shit that's going to leave from the Cubs. And, and, and still yeah. going right now, and two, three more finna go after this draft. For sure. So, like I say, um, we also say it should be a documentary yeah, on the King versus Cass. Yeah, that's that's good. But the Cubs, that's still going right now. To me, it's still giving another 10 years. For sure, yeah. And you have a lot of shit show. But yeah, for sure. The Cubs been doing this shit since like the 80s and 90s, bro. You know, what was that rumor that everybody always said the Cubs was, you know, saying lying about ages and shit? Goddamn lucky, bro. He put let my I, I, I never seen them do it. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, I, know, was, I know you heard that rumor though. I mean, everybody said it. We yeah. were winning all the time. <laughs> exactly. all that. That's how they had a dynasty. But yeah. you know, every dynasty kind of ends. So now somebody else running to get their turn. It is what it is. Hey, not to cut you off, dog. How are you uh, as as that as that uh, that sports father? Are you one of them dudes that like the coach? Like, damn, this nigga here he come. Nah, I'm cool. <laughs> Most of the coaches fuck with me. They fuck with my music. They know me. Oh, what, bro? <laughs> and they know I'm a cut there and, you know, let them do their job and don't be trying to coach on the sideline. Oh, my God, man. dog. You know what I mean? It's only one time I had to go crazy one time. Oh, talk about I was that. Because <laughs> the nigga was playing my son, wasn't playing my son. And okay. He was a beast. Okay. A young hurt. And then when he finally got in, we had an argument about something. He never came out ever, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He went straight to A team and started out the B team. All of that. So that's the only time because it was obvious. For sure, for sure. I don't sure. know what kind of gripe he had, but they, we ended up being cool years down the line. Coach. <laughs> but um, but knocking out the subject for my sons, they played football. I never was like, um, you're going to come and rap and I'm going to teach you. I wasn't no Joe Jackson. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was lining them up and taking them and switching, hitting them. They ain't do it right now. <laughs> because like you just said, sometimes you don't want your kids to go through the same pressure you don't went through. Mm-hmm. Or not even pressure, but just having to deal with pressure from not living up to what you do. Mm-hmm. If they don't. So they had to rap, but they wanted to rap. I, I never pushed them to they play sports. Mm-hmm. And like I say, DeWine won two state titles of cast. You know, Hurt went to Crockett. Mm-hmm. He's old uh, East English now. Yep. He came in right after Brandon Graham left. He and, and was lying back right under him. That was his man, BG. Mm-hmm. Shout out to BG. But, um, yeah, man, I never did that. They did it. I started seeing little papers or rhymes on them. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Am I right? And I'm like, <laughs> so that's Young Herc. Baby Herc wasn't even rapping then. Mm-hmm. He just still playing sports and he was still young. Young Herc started first. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he had me hear someone time. I was like, it was decent. <laughs> and then, you know, he went back, same thing. I give him that same invite and he can't come in back with shit. And then now, to this, not right now, mm-hmm. he, he'll lose you if you don't listen to real good, man. For sure. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what he wanted to do, and he did it. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. Same with Baby Her. He followed his brother and what I did, and he started rapping. So. Yeah. Do you feel like it's pressure on them just because of who you are? Because like when I, I made sure when he, he was on the show, I didn't want to, you know what I'm saying, be mentioning his pops and stuff like that because he's his own person. Right. Do you feel like it's pressure on them be, because of the success that you had in the city? It could be some because they want to see, okay, let me see. If, or it could be hate. Like, man, we tired of the hurts. Like, <laughs> hurt, young hurt, baby hurt, fuck the hurts. <laughs> Hey, you know, it be rain sometimes. Niggas clowns, man. Like, man, we tired of these niggas. So sometimes it be like that. So it'd be that respect. I mean, that response. But if you even give them a chance. But, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But most people, when they listen to it, they respect what they bring to the table. They not into, like, the pill popping and uh, and uh, pistol play type shit. They really more in lyricists. And, mm-hmm. you know, they shit structured like that with topics and different shit. They like yeah. to talk about 
you know, DeWine do a lot of shit for the women and shit like that. Mm -hmm. uh, baby hurt. And, um, you know, they talk a little street shit, but it's, you know, it's a limit. Like I said, they not riding that every time. They ain't mm -hmm. bragging about money every time. They more show showing you their skill set. Mm -hmm. And that's what they do, so. Do you feel like this, like, that being skill set, their lyricism, like I said, Verdict is a, is a great is a great rapper and stuff like that, but they, they, they kill you. They, they bar you. They don't give you bars. It's going to be a good song, a structure song. It's going to be a topic. You feel like that type of music is hard to get the love off that music, bro? Because, like, like you said, a nigga come with a, a, a hard beat, catchy hook, bullshit lyrics, and they popping. I think it's coming back. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see more of it now, even in battle rap and stuff like that, with, with how that's emerging. Mm -hmm. But I still think it's dominated more so by the, um, you know, the, the drill rap type shit and that type of f format more so, the pill popping era and all that. Mm -hmm. That's kind of more dominating the Percocet era. Mm. With no futures and people like that that kept that going, and still that's kind of more at the for forefront. Mm -hmm. But I think it's enough music for everybody, bro. Whatever you want to talk about, you should be able to talk about it, man. For everybody sure. don't want to do the same thing. Y'all might want to eat hamburgers every day. I want some pizza. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Try these hamburgers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. just get people what they want to hear, man. Let people do what they do, man. And let's respect music in all aspects and all different forms, man. Mm -hmm. That's what we had growing up. Sure. We had street shit. You want to hear in WA, Ice T, Ice Cube. You want to hear some informative shit that's pop black power type shit you got public enemy x clan paris you want to hear you know say some story shit you got slick rick you got it's different shit we had variety now it's just like everything kind of like you know more so one way yeah you know what i'm saying and you know i think it's just enough room for everybody to do different stuff that's all what would, what would life be for uh big hurt without music terrible man i love music bro yeah Music and people don't understand music way more important than television and movies and all that. We watch it because we love to look at that. But when niggas come on from the joint, bro, the first thing they talk about how nigga music kept them going and kept them going through that shit, mm -hmm. got them through it. Mm -hmm. They don't say watch your TV. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm just saying, real talk. That's yeah. why the term music called the savage beast come from. Mm -hmm. and they ain't say the internet. They said music. Something about music, man. Shit can touch your soul, certain shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Make you feel a certain way when you're feeling down. Lift you up, shit like that. What's, what's that music song? important, bro? What's that song for you that that, that, that kind of like that means something to you? That that's not your music. Somebody else's. What what's that song for you? For me, I think about like DMS slipping. I think about you know what I'm saying that that song a lot. That's one of my you know what I'm saying favorite songs ever. Yeah, so what's that song? Tough. What's that's that song a lot for you? Of song. I don't have no one on that one. Mm -hmm. I couldn't dare sit and say one song. I listen to rap shit that could make me feel like that. Then I can go to some shit like Marvin Gaye, What's Going On, and mm -hmm. shit like that. You know what I mean? Real talk, because I be vast like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? With my music shit, I don't just listen to rap all day. Yeah. But I fuck with rap heavy. I rap and then I love it. So mm -hmm. it's not really one song. Different songs make me feel different ways. Yeah. So, you know, some might make me political. Like I said, I go listen to P.E. or Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. And them type of topics, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, depending on if I want to get fired up, I might listen to something different. Yeah, for sure. I can't. I got so much different music I like, I don't got one. Yeah. Like All right, I'm a, I ain't ask anybody this question, man. I, I, I kind of like, I didn't know if I was going to ask you this question. <laughs> but uh, outside of death or somebody being sick, when the last time Big Hurt cried, what was the reason? Uh... I know if you, you know, I ain't know if you was too, too OG to be here, you know. No, man, that's fake shit. Nigga. Yeah, because they like, I, I don't cry. I never cry. I'm hard. Yeah, you, like, you know, of course, you, of course. Especially that's... somebody you love, bro. Ain't yeah. never, that's called relief and stress, bro. Shit For kills, sure. stress kills. 
I cried not too long ago about my mama, man, because she was going through a lot of strokes and different shit. Mm -hmm. And just think about how she used to be. You yeah. know what I'm saying? How you can let your mental illness can carry you the rest of your life, bro, if you ain't strong mentally. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? To see her, how she going through the shit she going through. And then all her friends, a lot of my friends, they mamas, and them all doing good, and they ain't holding her some of them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it'd be tough seeing her like that sometimes, man. But, you know. Yeah. That's probably the last time. For sure. Yeah. What what what's some what's something that you always like think about as far as like you and your mom, maybe a story or something that y'all did, whatever, or just a moment before she got sick that you always you know think about. I mean, ain't a lot of them, bro. Like I said, my mom had been like this for most of my life. Damn. I was a baby. I was a kid when she was working oh, shit. Wow. and all that. So it wasn't like it was no moment where. We sat up and talked about my first girlfriend. Yeah. None of that kind of shit by the time that was happening. My mom was already going back for the mental hospitals and all that. But mm -hmm. I think that, you know, I got pictures, though, a lot of pictures of us when we was with her. Mm -hmm. She showed us a lot of love and took care as much as she could, man. For sure, for sure. So I always just commend her for being a strong woman and take care of me and my sister mm -hmm. without a father. Yeah. And that's what I get from her, you know what I'm saying? More anything, it wasn't really no talks. You know what I'm saying? So that was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was a good person, man. Still is, not was. Mm -hmm. But when she was in her right state of mind, you know what I'm sure. saying? Beautiful woman, man. You know what I'm saying? Love the party. Mm -hmm. From what I see in the pictures and all that, when they was all young, her, yeah. and her friends now. Damn, I miss picture albums, man. Such me, niggas ain't got picture albums no more. Yeah, we got we got the albums, but I got a lot of pictures. Man, go to grandma house, look, look at them same pictures every Thanksgiving. They can be talking yeah. about, damn, mine's you that from? That's old school, the picture Bro. albums. Might have put that in something. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I'll be upstairs. This is my grandma crib. Like She passed, but my granddad's still upstairs. And you go through those motherfucking picture albums, man. Be Man, for real. Right. Look like they was living life. Now, uh, young nigga shit versus some shit I've been through. What's some, what's some things that you believe in as a youngin'? That you like, dog, what the fuck I was thinking back then? Something that you don't agree with that you was, you know saying, your way of thinking when you was a youngster. Mm. When I was young, I was more like, fuck all these other niggas about us. Mm -hmm. Which I think a lot of young niggas be like that. Because mm -hmm. that's what you be territorial. Mm -hmm. Wherever hood you from, it's my fucking thing. It's our hood, but But when you get older and start learning that, when you're doing music, whether you're selling fruit, Clothes. <laughs> for sure. You got to network with a lot of other people, bro, to get yeah. that shit out here and really get off the ground. Mm -hmm. So learning to not be um, inverted or introverted, mm -hmm. where it's just fuck everybody else, it's just us over here in this hood. You don't sell a lot of records, you just in your hood, bro. Yeah, for sure. You got to sell records, east side niggas, west side niggas, southwest, and beyond. Piney Yacket, so... Learning not to be like that. That's the big. Other than that, I was solid as young. I never really had too many things. I felt like, why was I doing this and that? Mm -hmm. We hustled and did all those shit in the street like everybody else did, you know, mm -hmm. doing the cracker and all that. But I always was trying to figure out, we got to do the, what's the next move from this shit? Mm -hmm. And the music worked out, so. Yeah, for sure. A little bit. Anything you would have changed that with your approach to music? No. No regrets? Because I ain't have it either. I never went through a quick spur. A lot of people that get it on, get on quick. <laughs> They the ones that need to probably change something. They, they lost it. They got on quick and lost it. I went through the through the mud before I got on. Mm -hmm. When I dropped Guilty as Charged, I was 30 something in. Mm -hmm. Some of these niggas got albums out 16, 17, <laughs> yeah, 18. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I learned a lot, bro. Went yeah. through a lot of grind and a lot of, you know, putting it together. So, so you said you was, you was 30 when that came out? When that came out. I mean, I've been rapping for a long no, time. No, for sure. Yeah, when that, that first album, solo album, yeah. So on the way, on, from in between that, 
first time you start rapping in that album, was there a time that you wanted to be like, man, I don't, I don't see shit with this music as far as being a rapper. I'm, I'm good. No, because I never got in it for that. I got in because I love rapping. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference, bro. When you do something you love, it ain't no hard thing. You doing it because I love this shit. Mm-hmm. It's the shit you don't want to do that you're doing for money that's hard to keep doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, this shit ain't really, I ain't getting Look at go hoop because he love to hoop out in the hood. For sure. If you go to lead, hey, now I'm getting paid for this shit. It ain't mm-hmm. looked at like work. Work is something you don't want to go do. Put them boxes up and stack them 400 high <laughs> in four rows. Okay, I'll be back in the hour. That's work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, fuck, fuck you mean, stack this <laughs> When you're doing something you want to do, it's just, hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. That's the thing. For sure. So, yeah, I, I, I learned it from the ground up, man. Like I say, got a lot of doors slammed, a lot of doors open. Mm-hmm. And just learned to her why I didn't have it easy. I had no rich cousin or somebody in the block that took us and said, look, we're going to put all y'all on, huh? I got this kind of money. We're going to shoot <laughs> all these videos. You know, we was doing it with our own resources, our own little money. Mm-hmm. Riding with niggas, kicking. We, we ain't had a lot of money coming up, man. Yeah. So basically, Big Hurt said, I could put our album and get him on a feature. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> No, because you said you were you was there, I'm gonna put out an album, dog. Yeah, but see that was not rapping but my own solo shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had like like five projects I had been on before that. But that was my first solo shit, all me. Yeah. Besides Jay Nutty and Color Other Features, my man Beretta, Miss Corona. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So So that's all it was. And it was a hit though. Yeah. How you feel? A nigga put out something third, that's photo. Yeah. A nigga put out something late and old and all that, but it's hot when you put it out. Yeah. Cause now you done put some bullshit out at that age, like God damn. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? That you shit was uh, a classic, so yeah, you know. Yeah. So you said by it being your first solo uh, project when it was done, dog, you, you know what I'm saying? Like niggas banging in the whip, cause like you said, we ain't have social media to play music or repost. With you hearing niggas playing your song, Bellow, you know, different shit like that. How you feel once you that was an accomplishment, bro? Like you, that was your first time dropping something by yourself. Like how you feel after the process was over? I mean, it was good. Reception was great. Like mm-hmm. I say, that's why it's what it is now. So that was love. I felt good about it. I felt like, you know, you know, um, task done, task completed. Mm-hmm. Job well done. You know what I'm sure. saying? But we had the same response with Rock Bottom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been at getting the love, but that was my first solo shit. For sure. So, yeah, it felt good and people loved it. And it was it's part of history now. Yeah, hell yeah. Got me the rap snack chip and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it got to be something. Oh, no, for sure, for sure. What, what was the first adult decision Big Hurt made? When you like, damn, life is, life is getting real. Like, I ain't no little, like, you know what I'm saying? I got to take care of some shit. Well, that shit probably when I had my first kid, me and my wife. Mm-hmm. I got a kid. Yeah. That's different step now. I ain't just no running around me. I got a kid on the way. Mm-hmm. And that made me step on game up too, man. It made me slow down a lot of dumb shit. Mm-hmm. One thing about having kids, I noticed with a lot of cats, either they go get their shit together or they end up being worse, seem like. Yeah. yeah. For real, I don't know why that, but that's how it be. Ain't no in between, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They either straighten up, start taking care of their business as a man, or they end up just popping kids all over this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... It made me grow up, step up, man. Did, you know what I'm saying? With the absence of your father being around, did that play a part of making sure, like, I, I'm going to make sure I'll be the best father I can be? Yeah, definitely. And plus, my grandfather raised me. We was taught with high morals, man. Take care of your responsibility. Take care of your business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I was raised. I was never spoiled. That's yeah. the whole problem with niggas. They be spoiled. And I feel like niggas owe them something. 
because mm-hmm. they've been given so much all the time. So when they get out in the world by themselves, mama can't do this and that, daddy no more. They can't adapt. Mm-hmm. A lot of these niggas. So I'm glad I was taught how I was. Of course, you know you always want to live better than maybe we was living at that time. But it made me be t- strong in the street. Made me have tough skin. Made me get out here and take my responsibilities and not be expecting nothing from nobody. Like For I sure. said earlier about this, don't nobody owe me nothing. Yeah. That's why I was raised. Go get it. Get your own shit. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, because man, I was a father at a young age at twenty. Man, it's like with, with being with or with the mom or not. I'm gonna make sure I'm always gonna be there for my kid. Take care of my kid. At twenty years old, like I said, my dad passed when I was thirteen. So it's like, mm-hmm. shit, I gotta make it happen. A lot of people doubt me because I was young. Say I was selfish. I couldn't, you know, saying yeah. I had no kid. But it's like once I had that kid, like you said, I got better. Like it wasn't about me no more. It was about you know, what I'm saying it was about him. And the other two kids I had after that, that first. Being a dad at a young age with that first one, it made it, made it a lot easier with, you know, saying my second and third kid. You feel me? So, yeah, man. Shout out to dad. See, I never understood because I know a lot of people that have kids, like you say, young or old. But when shit go wrong with the mom, they don't even fuck with the kids no more. Yeah. yeah you know you can't do that. That's the thing about it, man. You, they didn't ask to be here. So, mm-hmm. still your responsibility. Even if, you, if she a dirty, trifling slut, you got to see it. That's what you had about it. Yeah. Take care of your kids, though. They ain't got nothing to do with them. No, for sure. No. Sometimes that's what it be, man. The motherfucker don't, the person they dealing with through the kids, they like, I ain't fucked that. I ain't dealing with none of this shit. You mm-hmm. can't do that, though. No, you can't. Take care of your kids, man. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Now, I always ask this question to people, man. Just hypothetically, if you can make in a band, back when Diddy had to make in a band, you know what I'm saying? He put five people together. Hypothetically, if it could be you and four other people to make an album industry wise, dead or alive, who would be on that, on that Big Hurt album? That you would want to work with producers, singers, rappers, whoever. Um, Pop. Okay. Rakim. Okay. Um, Pop, Rakim. Right, throw Kane in there. Okay. And then my sons. Oh, hell yeah. That's hard. My sons. Yeah, that's hard. Let's see what they do. Hell yeah, that's hard. That's hard. That's it. How you want to be remembered, man? How you want people to remember Big Hurt? You know, just solid, man. Just a regular person, man, from the hood, bro. Mm-hmm. Keep it 100, fuck with the hood, fuck with the community. And never been no different, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm just, I wanted, I'm a product of the city, bro. Mm-hmm. Detroit for life. East side, west side, the whole motherfucking nine. Mm-hmm. You know, just being a, a person with humility at the same time. Yeah. So... That's it, man. Just staying solid, bro. Yeah, yeah. And you've been through a lot, like you mentioned, like, you know what I'm saying, growing up and then your mom and stuff. Like, what advice do you got for somebody that might be, you know, got a dream or a passion for something, but real life is getting in the way of, of their goals that they that they need to meet or want to meet? We well, got to be strong, man. Like I said earlier, you know, the strong survive, need strong survive. That's saying true. It mm-hmm. might sound cliche because you hear strong survive, whatever, <laughs> but it's true, bro, because shit will break you. A lot of shit can break. You just said you lost your father and yeah. different stuff you went through. You could have went through some mental shit from that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my father. You know what I'm saying? He passed. I really didn't know him. Yeah. That's why I'm probably saying he passed away and I didn't cry. My anger wouldn't let me feel yeah, for a stranger. Yeah. I feel all that, bro. Mm-hmm. That's what made Pac what he is. He say the shit that nigga be done went through that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know my father. He left him while I was walking. Mm-hmm. I was still like nine months, eight months or something. And then when I finally saw him, I was 16. Yeah. So rest in, rest in peace. I never felt like hatred, like I hate him, uh-uh, nothing yeah. like that. I don't know him. Yeah. I just know he wasn't there. My grandfather filled that void. Mm-hmm. And then niggas in the hood my, or my uncles or whoever else. So, you know, 
That's my approach on that one, man. For sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Be strong. Keep going. Thick skin, man. If you want to make it. No, for sure. Negative shit is your fuel. Supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Everything just be a pat on the back and they love you and bubbles and roses, man. That ain't reality. Mm -hmm. Supposed to have the negatives and the haters and different stuff. That's what make you thrive to shut motherfuckers up. Yeah. And to prove motherfuckers wrong. So expect it and take it. Mm -hmm. Make that negative a positive. That's how you make it. No, for sure. Whatever you know. For sure. That's why I did, you know, talk to my little brother, man. Because like I said, we lost both our parents. And my brother's seven years younger than me. So he like 18, 17, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Both parents gone. So it's like I tell him all the time, like, you got to look at that. It's like motivation. Even though it's fucked up and mm -hmm. it's hard not having your parents around because you never get another parent. You feel me? No. And you young, but you still got to find a way to, to navigate. Like with me, I just think about my mom's and shit, the shit that she went through, catching the bus, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's my fuel to be a better parent. That's my fuel to be a better husband. That's just be, to be a better person, just thinking about the shit that she did for me, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, so, but no, that's real shit. You got to take stuff and make it a positive. It don't just necessarily come that way. You got to mentally take that shit and, like, look, I can sit there and suck about this shit and let it get me down, or I can realize I, I still got my own life to live. I got to get out and do it and make the most of the life I got. Mm -hmm. I'm still here. My, I ain't one, no, I'm still here. I got to live. Yeah. You know, it just hurt when you not people not on that journey with you no more. Yeah, dog. You know what I mean? But they spirit here, and I yeah. believe they truly is here spiritually. I believe in that. Yeah. Be too many things that happen in my life. I know motherfuckers spiritually still watching us. So for sure. take that and just strive, man, and let that fuel, let that be the fuel for your, uh, you know, for your fire, man. For sure. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Now, uh, I end everything off, man, towards the end of the, the uh, interview. Uh, top three. I give you a category, whatever. You give me your top three. Top three moments in life? Uh, one, definitely my kids was born. Mm -hmm. uh, when I met my wife, because that's why I'm who I am now. Yeah. And when we first started rapping. Mm -hmm. Because we really thought we used to shit, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it out what it's, it's a hell of a moment, because it let me show how far and came. Yeah, for sure. You know? <laughs> hell no. Top three childhood celebrity crushes. I said childhood, I want you, you know. Childhood. <laughs> oh, shit. There's a couple of... Now, you talking about, like, TV or real life? Or? No, celebrity. Not Keisha from around the corner. Oh, celebrity. <laughs> yeah, celebrity, yeah. Uh, Thelma <laughs> from Good Times was one for oh, sure. Oh, shit. She was a brick house, boy. Thelma, so... Think of the Thelma. cold peanut butter, boy. Love you, though, wife. You know that. <laughs> Thelma was one. That might just pop right out. Janet Jackson for sure, man. For sure, hell yeah, hell yeah. Not the penny when she was too still a kid then, but the one when she was on like uh, what's that show and shit? Uh, where they had the little uh, uh what's she Tootie? Tootie, and yeah, all that, yeah, yeah, all that type of shit. <laughs> but, um, who else? Probably um. Mm -mm -mm. Jane Kennedy was a bad motherfucker too. That's probably before y'all time though. Probably. Jane Kennedy's cold. Yeah. <laughs> Type sure. that name in though. You'll yeah, no, for is. sure. You be like, yeah, you see Jane what it Kennedy. is. Yeah, Thelma. I was like four and seen that shit was like kinda like yeah. straight. Like <laughs> Thelma, Thelma still look good right now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Thelma still look yeah. good. Hell yeah, dog. But it's more than that, honestly. It just you said three, I'm just three I can think right off. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, well, you know. When, when you was younger, did you have like, you know what I'm saying, on, on your wall, did you have like a, you know, poster like rap girls and shit like that? Like, no, nah, I ain't do that corny shit. I ain't oh, like, shit. I had Playboy book. books. We looked at that <laughs> shit. And I was sneaking my uncle in the Playboy book, all these little porn books and shit like that. 
I ain't care about that Beauty the Week Jet shit. I just let that in the book. Okay. Yeah. On my wall. That was rap shit on my wall. Yeah. That's what you talk about. Like how like, you know, say social media, like back then you had to go and like me, I had to go get my uncle little porn stash. Like he yeah. had little porn stash and shit. I'll be like, yeah. all right, bet. I can give me a yeah. little, send me some little Chinese ass on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I never put no females up on my wall. Though. Like, I just idolize them because it's shit. You know, yeah, it's, see, I got in trouble for, uh, I had this uh, Lil' Kim. I had Lil' Kim, the one she, the little album cover. I had that boy on my wall. and But I had, like, behind my door and shit. Like, so then my mom said one time, man, take this shit. I was like, you know what I'm saying, yeah, 13 Lil little homeboy. Little pum pum out. Yeah, we had the little, had the little Janet Jackson covering, you know, had the little covering her breast and shit. Talking about. Yeah, yeah, quick story. My cousin, <laughs> it was him. My mom didn't know who it was, but it was him. He had, and she was uh, cleaning up the bathroom, found that little, the little Janet Jackson poster up under the sink. Like, fuck y'all got going on. <laughs> it was him. It was him, though. All right. Uh, give me your, um, your top three, top three rappers now. I don't know, man. I just, I All right, really... top, your top three rappers ever, like your favorite three. I mean, I got to see definitely Rock Him, Pop. Mm. A lot of people love Big. I love Big, but I just speak said stuff sometimes to me that was questionable, man. I'm just that type of man. I can't lie to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, he said some shit. Suck you. Look so good. I suck you. Yeah. Bro, yeah. what? I wonder what he was thinking uh, when he said that. Like, fuck all kids and I asked him over the bridge. And, yeah. But lyrically, he was dope. But I, so, people that reached me all the way more so was like Pop, Rock Him. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know, man. Strong third. Might even be smelling like Cube or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. be sleeping on Cube. Definitely sleep on that Cube. Shit, that first shit and all that old and Daye shit. He definitely sucked on But, you know, it's a lot I like. Like I say, Big Daddy K always been one of mine. So, literally, mm -hmm. but. Top, your, your, your top three songs that you ever recorded? Solo ones. I don't know, man. I had to think about that. It's a <laughs> lot of shit, man. Yeah. I couldn't just say a top three right now. All right. I, uh, Alright. No. Big Hurt top three TV shows. Past or present. You no, know, it's different air categories though. When you all do that, you gotta be let's go it's comedy. too many. You got comedy, you got let's gangster go, shit. Let's go comedy TV shows. Comedy TV shows, good times. Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son definitely. And um What's happening? I love yeah. the black like they, the black show, rerun and rerun. He's been that motherfucker dance like a motherfucker. No. He ain't big niggas. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you got you, 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 you a jitter? No, I ain't jitting. No. We used to break and water waves sure. and pop lock. Yeah. A little bit. We even from that area. Now, good times made me mad, man, because I felt like they had a lot of times to get out the hood, but the mom was holding them back. Like every time they had, like, no, this this ain't right. Like, like you know. Yeah, she took the black Jesus thing. She on that yeah. night, winning like a like, motherfucker. That black Jesus. Like, up. damn, you stopping him, huh? Like, Man, uh, yeah. But no, it was, that was a classic show until uh, until Pops had passed away. Yeah, when he died, I was hurt. Like, yeah, when JJ was the Yeah. That whole episode, I was like the biggest hurt nigga in life, that nigga. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You felt so bad for Jay. He trying to work, man. He ain't making but dollar eighty five an hour, man. He get a raise, two dollars an hour now. I got two dollars hour now. He brag. He glad about it. I'm like, man. Uh, and they killed James, man. Yeah. I said, damn. I like Carl, man. Carl get the fuck. Yeah, home. he get you old. Know, that whole shit was just like Carl JJ wrong, man. man. How was Carl? That? No, Carl. Damn, I got with the African dude. Like, man, no, I didn't act before that. She got keep football. Yeah, player. football dude. Yeah, people went to the league, hurt his leg yeah. at the wedding. I say they look just terrible. No, man. bad. No, that bad. shit wasn't good times for shit, man. No, that's an awful times that boy. Everything kept going bad, man. JJ got with the bitch. She's on heroin. That's Debbie Allen. Duh. Yeah, damn, he did that. That's just all fucked up, bro. Damn, good times.
Shit was bad times. Yeah, there was the ones my life doing my three little top the top shows. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh you uh you went to R B? Yeah. Top three old school time, top three old school R and B acts. R and B acts, mm-hmm. groups. Mm-hmm. See, I like old school shit that nigga ain't gonna say right off. Like, they niggas ain't gonna say right right off mint condition. Oh, shit, yeah, Cold yeah. motherfuckers, Hell, yeah. man. That nigga Stokely, bad motherfucker. Mm hmm. Uh, I like mint condition. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I used to like Boys of Men for a while when they first came out, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm starting to like <laughs> change my opinion on them. No, for sure. Me it was called when they first came out, but uh, yeah. New Edition. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a lot of groups, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You got the Jagged Edges of the world. You got, yeah. you know, you got Drew Hills. You got... Yeah. With New Edition, though, man, I know what's saying. He got to be hurt, dog. Right? Ralph Transvent, because you look at their group. He sacrificed the most because they wanted him solo off rip. He's like, no, I'm doing it for the for the team. But then it's like everybody did better apart besides him. BBD did their thing. Bobby was the shit. Sold records. Classic. Yeah. Got classic album. You know why? What up? No offense to him. I love him as a group. One of the greatest all time, Ryan B. Uh, no dish. He wasn't really all that talented singing, bro. <laughs> for sure. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of times they let the lead singer not be the best singer. Mm-hmm. They did it with the Supremes, mm-hmm. Diana Ross. Well, what's her name? Is the coldest motherfucking point you've ever heard? Florence Ballard. Yeah. I don't know if something about the little cute squeaky sounding. <laughs> you know what I mean? They yeah. wanted that to be like up front. Mm-hmm. Ralph, I mean Ralph, don't seem better than, than um, Ricky. No, no, no. You Dude, like, when they did that motherfucking BBD shit, that yeah. shit was fire, bro. I was a young dude. I should have threw them down there in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That motherfucker uh, tell me why and all them type of songs. Shit, mm-hmm. shit, fire, man. Hell yeah. Rick showed this range on that motherfucker. No, for sure. He, he had Everybody liked the poison. That was the one to get you going. That was the New Jack era. Everybody's mm-hmm. on the New Jack beats. Yeah. But that motherfucker uh, tell me why you cry with everybody. Oh, that's that so hard. I love that, that shit to the day. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. See, but yeah, I love that type of R&B, bro. The shit now is cool. Yeah, it's more solo R&B artists now. It ain't many groups, mm-hmm. but back then, them groups, man, they in, in, in unison with that shit, yeah. and the shit good, cold shit. What's up, Josie too, to a degree. Josie, they in there, in there too. I ain't asked you this, but what's your uh, what's your take on um, on on female rap in the city or just period? Like, what's your what's your take on female rap right now? Like, what you what you think about it? I think everything right now is just the, the, the freak air. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know. On some slutty shit, mm-hmm. which I mean, women always been sexy, but it's starting to get to the point of goddamn. Mm-hmm. The one girl, the pussy, our coochie pink, the booty <laughs> hole brown. Yeah, sure. I say, bro, what is, what is we listening to now? I ain't knocking it. You say what you want to say, and they, they love it. Yeah, the, the, these young, the young motherfuckers love it. Can can a lyrical, a lyrical, just like wow, what is that? Man? Can a lyrical uh, female can they can they sell? Like just off the and not like with the looks, just like off the off the bars. I mean, it's hard, man. I've been looking for years to see that really happen. And you got to have some kind of sex appeal when it comes to men and women. Mm-hmm. You ain't even got to be sleazy, but you got to have some sex appeal, at least that. Mm-hmm. Now it's more sleazy, but I mean, I'm not knocking it when I'm saying it, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's some girls can rap still, regardless, even though they doing that. Mm-hmm. But the ones that really just rap and don't do any of that, a lot of times it's hard to sell because... You got a lot of niggas can rap. I want to hear some niggas rap spit. I can go to this nigga and that nigga. <laughs> so what am I looking at you to see, really? Yeah, for sure. 
and they be the sex appeal. That's what. The, that's how they say it. it's always been like that, bro. Whether you're trying to get a job, women going there, nice skirt, cold ass body, she might not even be as qualified as the other <laughs> chick. They gonna give it to her. She a cold motherfucker in the office to be looking at. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. long as she knows something, at least we can school on the other shit. I mean, that's how I be. Mm -hmm. Nigga got to really know his shit a lot of times. Yeah, but. You know, it's beauty and it's brawn. Mm -hmm. Beauty is the women and brawn is niggas. Niggas is muscle. Mm -hmm. Muscle win out here. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But it's some dope chicks, man. You know, I know a few of Even the ones that's doing the sleazy shit, they can really spit some of them. Mm -hmm. But that's the niche that everybody going with right now in the female game for the most part. Not okay. all of them, but most of them. Okay. Now, I want to end this uh, interview off, man. Give me a story that you would never forget in, uh, in the studio. A studio session that you would never forget. Studio session, I'll never forget. Yeah. I can say a lot of rock bottles, but I'm going to go with this one. All right. When I did the feature with uh, Eminem and Obi. Okay. Uh, Obi album. Mm -hmm. And Trick was on there, too, at the end. There you go. Mm -hmm. Obi had finally caught up with me. He had been trying to catch me for a long time. Like, okay. I'm going to try to catch you a year hurt to do this feature. I've been talking to people. They tell they ain't got your number. And had the people, he was telling me he had talked to him. Like, they got my guy. <laughs> Niggas, that's why I say niggas be hating so bad, bro. This shit crazy. Man. So we finally get together. He gave me the track, whatever. I, I write the verse. Um, we wrote the verse together somewhere. I forgot where he was at. Smile Studio. He played the track playing. We wrote it. He said, we're going to go to the other studio, Nine Mile. This is a studio M be going to all the time with Rock Wanda somewhere. Mm -hmm. Nine Mile, 75. When he come here, he was telling me that. Mm -hmm. We go there, record it. I record it. I go back home, shit. Cause we had to do paperwork and everything. This through Interscope and Shady Records. That's when I got published mm -hmm. with ASCAP. And uh, I go home. I'm just, you know, job done. So on to the next. He yeah. called me like, yeah, I heard they want you to come back and say this one part. It was something like, say it the different the way you said it, but just keep, but say it a little harder or something. <laughs> Some real life minute shit. I'm like, all right. <laughs> they paid me though, and we did good publishing and all that. So I'm like, all right. I go back, do it. Mm -hmm. He hit me again, I cut it away like, yeah, they love that shit, bro. But they say, want him say, you want to party? I say, look, man, tell him to be there. Those yeah. are my kids. For sure. I say, so when we do it, I'm done. I can't keep coming back and then you got to hear it from somewhere else and then refer to you. To let him hear everything and let me know how exactly that's the way because, you know, that's that Dr. Dre shit that I had real dog. I'm like that dog. I be, try to be a professional. Yeah. So I say, have him there. Mm -hmm. And they had him there. So when I found his day, he's like, yeah, with the studio now. Nah, you, you can pull up with him here. Okay. I pull up, I got a camera nigga with me and all this shit. I'm like, I'm going to film the session, all this shit, some yeah. good footage. <laughs> Man, we get to the door, they had a big 6'9 nigga in there, like, <laughs> only heard this is a closed session, this and that, they closed the session. So I had to tell everybody to go ahead and wait yeah. for to come back by an hour, this and that, they ain't letting nobody else in. For sure. So I go in, I'm in there and shit. What up, Bert? My bad, man. We're not trying to keep you coming back for I just wanted to song to be perfect. I love what you said, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm like, much respect. I'm gonna show me what you're talking about. You show me something else. It was kind of like simple shit, but, you know, I did it. Mm -hmm. Shit was sound the same to me, but, <laughs> you know, they want to I guess they paying their money once you yeah. make your, earn your money or like, whatever. For sure. So we did the shit. It was cool, too, though. We kicking in, talking about future shit and just a lot of questions about music and this and that, what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And that was really it. But that was a hell of a session because, like I say, it had me 
going back and forth. Yeah. And then I come out this last time, he there. I'm thinking, I'm going to get footage, all this shit. They close <laughs> shit, shut that shit down. But like, hell no, wrong. Time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was probably most, you know, one of the funniest at the same time, serious. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hell no, man. But shoot, man, I, hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you taking your time to, you know what I'm saying, do the show. Like yeah. I said, man, you you one of them five that had me really go ahead and do a deep dive and really start back listening to music and shit. Because, like I said, my mom and dad was listening to, you know saying, old school R&B and shit like that. It was never rap in my house. So once I, you know saying, my introduction to those five individuals made me go back and really start, like, listening to music. Right. Because I, I never even had listening. I listened to your album before I even listened to Reasonable Doubt. Okay. You feel me? So I had to go back and, you know saying, like, damn, let me go ahead and go back and listen to, to these, you know saying, these rappers. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up, though. At least you went back. Yeah, yeah. You, was, uh, you cared enough to let me see then. Now I'm into it. Let me sure. go learn a little more of the roots. Yep, yep. And that's what it's about, bro. You can't not know what happened before you and just be only worried about you and what's ahead mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. That's just, I love to know the history of everything we doing, man. For sure. If you make pieces and you get a pizza plate, you probably want to look up who the first, how they did the first dough that was good. Yep, or, yep. Or, you know what I'm saying? How, what ovens cooked the best. You gotta do some research mm -hmm. on shit, man. Sometimes that's yeah. all. Yeah, for sure. Anything, anything you want to leave people with, man? Any motivational words? Anything you want to leave them with? I mean, you know, much love, peace, and prosperity to everybody. New music coming soon. New movie coming soon. Mm -hmm. uh, go cop my sons. Baby hurt. Mm -hmm. Young hurt. Sibling rivalry streaming everywhere. For sure. And uh, shout out to Woodrow. Woodrow for life. Rest in peace. Thrush is his birthday today. Mm -hmm. Love you, bro. Rest Mission. in peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Woodrow for life, man. Shout out to my wife, the kids, everybody. Yeah. 100. Oh, real quick, on a new album, who you guys, you can't even tell some people you working with on that boy? It ain't nobody but the regular people. My sons and Jay Nutty on there. Bet. Keep, keep being a host. Hey, yeah. Shit on this. Well, sure, man, you know, like I said. Oh, and Devious. Devious probably might be on this one, too. All right. That's it. But that's in house. And, and that's coming out this year? Uh, hopefully, yeah, the whole right, thing. You say you, you say you on Dr. Dre jump, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, this ain't nothing, nothing nowhere near that. For sure, that's, that's I mean, that's, that's just still in the world. Seven years for it, man, come out. This is just a few months we did this one. So. No, for sure, for it's sure. Coming. Hell yeah! Well, like I said, man, I appreciate you coming on. Episode one sixty nine, Big Hurt, Shavers, everybody podcast. Ain't no competition for this. I don't see it. We just know, for sure. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer.